episode oh, yeah. nine. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome yourself to the Mike Busey Show. I am him, and to my side, as always, my wonderful co-host, Miguel Colon Jr. What's up, Mike? Now, to be honest, guys, you won't know this out in podcast land, but we actually recorded this podcast a day late. Yeah. And it is 100% my fault. Yep. We uh we've had a busy 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 week. Had past a, 3 weeks. Had a busy life, but Yeah. The past um, 3 weeks have been just balls to the wall and this last weekend we had a members weekend. And for some of you guys who don't listen to the podcast or, or don't uh, follow Mike Busey on like Snapchat or Instagram or aren't sure what a members weekend is, we have a subscription service, uh, MikeBusey.com uh, forward slash, uh, was it MikeBusey.com forward slash It's members. just MikeBusey.com now. MikeBusey.com, but if you want to be a member. It used to be forward slash members, but you can still sign up. There. All right, MikeBusey.com, you should sign up and learn more about it. But uh, on, on our MikeBusey.com is an archive of all of our past videos, 20 years of Mike's history just on video, uh, pictures, as well as like all of our live uh, stuff that we post on Snapchat and on our website. And so our members get to come party with us too as being members as part of their membership involves coming to the house on members weekends was like a three-day summer camp event extremely unique uh experience yeah and uh this last weekend was a real chill members weekend but there's still work and if the funny part is we kept saying it was going to be a chill members weekend and then all types of like left field shit started coming out of the woodwork yeah it's it's the universe. The universe is like, all right, Mike, you've had a lot of awesome sex with multiple beautiful women. Way too hot to be having sex with you. However, we're just going to shit on you still just a little bit. All kinds of random things are going to happen. Stressful situations. Chaotic bullshit. You know, the things we've talked about in this podcast before. It, it, it all looks fun from the outside, but there's a lot of bullshit that goes behind the scenes. The day after the members weekend, too, we had a filming with A&E. They came here and they're filming a new show with our buddy AJ Francis, who's the host, a former NFL player and now WWE former wrestler, roommate, former, former roommate. heavyweight champion of Sausage Castle Wrestling. Yeah, thirteen. The best part is too, he was like the heavyweight champion of Sausage Castle Wrestling, like thirteen matches, because every time he would be like, "Hey, this one, this one, I'm gonna let this guy win," and then all of a sudden he'd be like, "You know what?" <laughs> yeah. When but, he actually gave up the belt, I was like, I was surprised. Yeah, me too. I thought the belt was broken or something. I was like, he he, he fucking wrote himself out of the thing because he had yeah. to go to the big leagues. Yeah, he got pulled up. The Sausage Castle is the farm leagues of wrestling to the WWE. Vince McMahon is basically uh, scouting my my fucking my talent. He watches the snap and he's like, that's a that's a good one. I right need there. this guy here now. What do you think Vince McMahon's office is like? I feel like Vince McMahon's office would be like if like uh, you know Prince Cato from Mortal Kombat had an office. It's like two volcanoes on the side. Vince McMahon, if y'all don't know who he is, he's a billionaire who him and his father, his basically his whole family is basically yeah. Uh, fucking royalty when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, I think it's Prince, Prince, Prince Goro's office. There's the volcanoes on the side. There's, like, bodies hanging, chained up and stuff. He's just he's just bench-pressing, like, the front end of it's a like Cadillac. It's like Jabba the Hutt's lair. Yeah, There's, yeah. like, former shitty wrestlers chained up to him. He's got furniture that is former shitty wrestlers. They're just, like, petrified sitting there, and that's his office chair. He's like, have a seat on Junkyard Dog. Let's talk. You know? <laughs> I mean, considering, like, you know, wrestling is a storyline and stuff, and a lot of people probably don't separate from what they've seen over the years with him. 
to like how he is in reality. So they probably think he's like this complete maniac that's gonna come out there and oh yeah with a suit and tie start beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah. You know? Like I imagine he doesn't have a bed in his bedroom. Uh he just suspends. And then he's or he's like in that same tank Vader goes in, you know, where they just pump him full of fuel. I think if you really look through like somebody in the Vatican's digging through this book somewhere and they found this pit portrait in fifteen ninety of this Turkish emperor and it's McMahon, and then they start going through and there it is, sixteen fifty, there's this Ottoman king, it's McMahon, and they're like, oh, McMahon and he just goes all the way back. So anyways, yeah, we're filming this show at A and E and fucking Jake the Snake came. And they came to, uh, they're doing a show where uh, they're... It's like an American Pickers of yeah. wrestling memorabilia. They're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to go chase down fucking Hacksaw Jim Duncan's first two-by-four. Yeah. I heard it's uh, part of a birdhouse now somewhere in Cincinnati, Ohio. Get on a plane, let's go. This is Macho Man Randy Savage's Coke Spoon, you know? <laughs> yeah. This was used at WrestleMania 10 for Macho Man Randy Savage. You can still see the cocaine residue, and it smells like Slim Jim on the handle. I got all of NWO's fucking steroid needles, man. They used to shoot Winnie's up their ass. That's how they won. What did they come here for, though? Tell them what they came here for. Well, uh, about a little less than four years ago, I uh, made a purchase uh, of a, a ring. We were buying a wrestling ring. I was buying it for Charles Barass, one of our former employees. One of our uh, fucking maintenance guys. Uh, and this guy is like, you know, just a typical uh, Charles, white, Char- white trash construction worker concrete guy. I'd say Charles is the kind of guy who knows wrestling's not real, but he still hopes it is. Yeah. You know, like he's still back of his mind. He's like, no, I know wrestling's not real, but it could be. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, it's like what's, squirting. What, what grown ass fucking, what, what kid never dreamed of owning a wrestling ring? Yeah. And having a wrestling match. So we bought one, and it came from, like, this trailer park in the middle of nowhere. And I guess, like, the county was busting this guy's balls, and he had to get rid of it. That he just needed some money for meth or some shit. I don't know. So I sent... I can't imagine, like, the county being like, you got... Out of all this junk in your yard, this wrestling ring's gots to go. Yeah. So, uh, they, uh... I sent Charles to this dude's house late one late night. And uh, what was the dude's name? It was like Clubber or or, or uh, Cha- Thumper Chapman. Thumper, that's what it was. Thumper Chapman. He's I don't know nothing about him. I never met him. Nobody um, knows nothing about Thumper Chapman except his meth dealer and the love of his life, Lorraine. He's like an indie wrestler dude, and you know these wrestling guys. God bless them. You know some of them uh, holding on a little too tight to those dreams, just like those uh, spandex they're wearing, and you know that's usually they like to wrestle. Yeah. You like to uh, grapple with other sweaty men? I like to play fight my friends in panties. Yeah. You know, that's that's basically anyone who has a wrestling... Exactly. I was trying to think of what you said. Oh, it was Braun Braun Strowman's the one who said it. You said, you called him up one day. You said, Braun, what are you up to? He goes, I'm just running around in my underwear, uh, fake fighting my friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, By the way, Braun Strowman's a fucking super cool guy. So if you're into wrestling, you're probably totally geeking out right now. And if you're not, you're like, Jesus Christ, can we get to the next subject? Um, or do we ever? It all bleeds in. Yeah, man. So you bought you went you hit up old Thumper Chapman, and I sent Charles Barass the Clown in a in a fucking. I think he took the leopard print van and and, a, and he one took of these, Kyle with him. Oh yeah, the, one of the former other former employees of mine who stole my leaf blower, which y'all may or may not know about. 
and many other items here belong to me. That <laughs> I went on a scavenger hunt at multiple pawn shops across Central Florida and, and recovered some of them. I had to buy all my shit back. They gave me a good price, you know. <laughs> Got you a deal. Um, but you you sent Kyle and them to Thumper. Thumper $2,000. They went and bought a ring that was advertised online. You sent Kyle and Charles. So they got it for free, probably. They were yeah. like, get it out of my yard. They were like, only cost 2000 Mike. Yeah, exactly. I didn't <laughs> see the transaction, but I did see the ad on, I think it was Facebook Marketplace, that guy was selling what he claimed to be the WrestleMania 3 ring. And Charles Charles is an aficionado of wrestling. So he was... He was telling you this thing looks pretty legit for the time. Yeah, Charles is like, the like, if the Pawn Stars was to call on somebody, they would be like, let me call an expert in. Charles like, she was up knocking the Cheeto dust from his hands, like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just walks out. <laughs> yep, it's a bunch of money right there. Might pick it up, and if you don't, I will. <laughs> so yeah, I bought this fucking ring, and then we're like, I guess we got to have someone wrestle in it. So we started a wrestling federation, and as time went on. Um, we, we 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 had the most legit underground wrestling federation in you really, the world. We really do. Like there was people coming to our shit, indie wrestlers that we would hire, and uh, you know we'd pay them, you know whatever the going rate was for you to play fight with your friends in <laughs> yeah. panties, and uh, but they were well taken care of. They had like yeah. dressing rooms. Some of these guys were shrimp like shrimp platters, taking pictures, subs. crying because this was the best. Because you know we were putting up intros for them when they came out. Fog, fog and lighting, pyro, pyro. video intros and shit. And these guys are used to wrestling in like churches and gyms and outside parking lots and shit. Yeah, and here they are wrestling the WrestleMania three ring at this crazy party house. Some of them don't even know where they're at. They just went through a gate. And then they got told to go all the way to the back by this warehouse, not knowing that there's like this magnificent like home where there's a bunch of hot chicks partying all night. And a couple of those guys have gotten laid. I've yeah. seen it. That one of those luchadors definitely fucked a girl I won't name in the hot tub. I'm glad party. when the luchadors fucked though. I felt like just being Latino, I felt right at that moment. I was like, I feel like that was restitution for every time I got shit face wasted on a single de Mayo. I was yeah. like, there you go, guys. There's a throw you a bone. <laughs> I let a luchador fuck in my hot tub, yes. and that makes up. Let the, him fuck. That makes up for all the throw up. I've Fetch done him in Coronas on Cinco de Mayo. Give him a sombrero and let him fuck. I tell you what's funny. Sometimes those guys would come and they would have these gimmicks that like. You could tell it worked when they're doing a barn wrestling match, but now they're in this really nice auditorium with the WrestleMania three ring and there's pyro, and it's just like your your stick is kind of weak here. You know, you're like, I'm Barry, you know, the toughest librarian. I'm Corn Man. I'm yeah. just throwing corn everywhere. What, what was your wrestler that you always wanted to see though? Uh, I mean, here's my thing. For all y'all, I gotta pause you because I am not the like one of those super hardcore wrestling fans. However. As a child, uh, I had a, had a redneck stepfather. We were living in this trailer while we were at East Lake's Fish Camp in Kissimmee, Florida, on East Lake Toho. And uh, he would fucking hog the TV. Uh, I think it was Monday night. Yeah, Monday, Monday night, night Raw. No, it was Monday Night Nitro. Oh, Monday I was, Night Nitro. I, was, I, I had loved the old classic 80s and early 90s wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Like the. The, the ones we all know and love still to this day, like Jake the Snake, Hulk Hogan, Hacks. Who, Jake the Snake, when he showed up, looked both really good and really bad, if you can understand that. You can that tell he definitely turned his life around just in time before he died. Just in time, yeah. So he looked really good. I yeah. was, I, and he was super nice, super cool. 
told us some stories we probably can't talk about on here. Told us stories that would make Peter throw up. I had to remind him several times that he has his microphone was hot. On he him. did not give a fuck. He's like, oh, fucking pussies. Yeah. He's like, you know, the problem is these fucking Fs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Listen, uh, these fu- I, I put this snake up one time I was backstage with fucking fucking hacksaw Jim Nugget. We put a snake up with a girl's pussy. He told me, he goes, I had a girl wanting me to choke her, so I put the snake around her neck. And I was like, <laughs> I had to remind him, like, yo, we're doing a TV show, boss. Hot mic on on AD. He's, like, he's like, oh, thanks. You're watching this fucking super liberal California production crew cringe. Oh, yeah. And he's like. They, he literally said F-A-G-G-O-T-S, which. Yeah. Which, he, all right, so we'll say in contents. Yeah. He threw it, he, he threw it around not as like. Uh, he's like, yeah, I told him get in the ring, you fucking faggots. Yeah. He was basically, everything Jake the Snake said, we were just like. Hot mic, motherfucker. You have a hot mic on. <laughs> I, I've learned my lesson from uh, from doing these TV shows. I've done so many of them. I'm just like, I literally will cover. I'll disconnect that motherfucker. The sound guy will come over like, oh, it seems that your wire's been torn out of your pack. <laughs> yeah. Your pack I'm... needs to be, we got to fucking solder it back together. I'm like, oh, no, we don't. No, I'm talking shit right now. Leave yeah, the I'm, mic off. I'm, you're going to hear me scratching my balls and pissing and farting and talking shit like, yo, these motherfucking holly. With motherfuckers in my house. I tell you this much: Jake the Snake sweated more than any human being I've seen at the Sausage Castle. That's hard to do because I sweat like a motherfucker. That motherfucker was drenched, and they had him working. So back to my redneck stepdad in this trailer, and he would take control of fucking the TV, and I would get so pissed because this is the time you know you obviously gone through the period where you know Santa Claus ain't real, wrestling's yeah. not real, and you're like. I'm a, I don't want to watch this goddamn wrestling. I want to watch basketball. And he's like, no, we're watching Monday Night uh, Nitro. Monday Nitro or Thursday Night Nitro. I don't know which Monday, whatever the fuck day it was. Some it was, wresling nerd is freaking out. Yeah. Oh, it was Tuesday Night Nitro. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You, I'm like, you know. motherfucker. Charles is stabbing himself. You never yeah. should have had Jake the Snake at your house. You don't respect the art. <laughs> no, so we're watching it. And just, just like a fucking movie, bro. Just like a movie. The finally the one time I was like, fuck it. I just sit in here and we had this shitty ass recliner that smelled like dog, holes in the fucking ground. Like I knew certain parts in the kitchen was like a fucking Saigon <laughs> landmine. I had to like tiptoe or you'd fall right through the trailer floor in the kitchen. And they had to move like certain appliances in the house because weight couldn't be on that part of the floor. You know, the possums were coming up through the dryer. The friend comes and over, shit. you're like, don't. Go to the fridge that way. You got to walk on the counters, man. <laughs> yeah, we. I. I. Uh, so. So. Anyways, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna sit here, and uh, we started watching Nitro, WCW, and it was the very first, the first sit down. I was like, all right, let me just give this shit a chance. It was the time that Hulk Hogan turned bad and turned out, joined the Outsiders. Yeah. To the NWO. That was your first time watching. That was my first time watching it. Older. Yeah. You know, ever since like being young, young, yeah. younger. I would think I was like fifteen or sixteen, because um, I remember I was actually uh, catching some head and and some other stuff going on at the time that we can't talk about. From one of the possums. No, from one of the teachers, motherfucker. You made me not talk about the teacher yeah. sucking my dick and shit. She yes. was like thirty three, whatever. Yeah, you really celebrated that one. Hey, listen. <laughs> when when you're a young man back in those days, it was it's a different time. It was a different yeah. time, Miguel. Now it's 
not socially acceptable to catch some head. It was never socially acceptable for the teacher to suck your dick. I wanted it, Miguel. I fucking wanted it. Turned me into man that night. <laughs> and many nights after that. Never. Anyways, so this trailer definitely had definitely a part of fucking... I, I just got super hardcore into it. I, like, I fucking loved it when they had the NWO, the music yeah. came out there. Because you're into theatrics child. and pageantry, man. You know? Yeah, I loved it, man. And he... Him on the bike, and there was Dennis Rodman, and Macho Man joined it. I think Sting was in it at one point. And I watched it for so long until it was getting, like, ridiculous to, like, fucking Ric Flair's, like, grandma's coming out and shit. And I was like, oh, I can't do this no more. But I knew all about WrestleMania three and how, how legendary it was at the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan. Yeah. And how there was, like, 94,000-plus people or some shit. And it had set all kinds of record attendances at the time. Well, we were doing all the research for it now to make sure, like, the ring looked right. We learned, like, we didn't know Aretha Franklin was there and Oh, shit. I didn't even know that fucking Roddy Piper was there. We didn't know that Jake the Snake was there. Yeah, you know? I was like, Alex Cooper was there. Who did Jake the Snake wrestle? He wrestled, uh, was it Hacksaw Jim Doug? No, uh, no. uh Hillbilly, Hillbilly Jim? Honky Tonk. Honky Tonk Band, that's yeah. who he wrestled. Honky Tonk what we heard from, from uh, Jake the Snake is Honky Tonk and him still have beef to this yeah. day because... Jake the Snake blames his entire drug addict fucking downward spiral in life off Honky Tonk because he said he when he hit him with a, one of those guitars in the back, he hit him in the wrong spot, and it fucked his back up. So he started popping pain pills, and then next thing you know... He really liked those pain pills. He really liked them, <laughs> and there went 20 years of his life, but I guess DDP, Keep Diamond it. Dallas Page, saved him, Yeah, <laughs> which I met him and his wife. Can you imagine that though? Blaming like you're like, you hit me on the back, and then I started using pills, and then man, them pills, <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, so they have like real life beef and stuff. Some of that wrestling shit goes beyond the ring. It, it's it's real. And Jake the Snake, man, he does not fucking hold back. Nah, he's he's a cool dude. He's, Brian, Brian he's definitely from that like, I don't give a fuck about this political correct shit. Brian Idol told me a story that Jake the Snake was telling him that he uh. He's like, I was in a hotel room and I um, I just lost one of my cobras. And he was like, What do you mean you lost your cobra? And he's like, I don't know, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> that happened one time. I was uh, staying the night at my buddy David Weathers. He's like their snake guy for Jackass yeah. and Wild Boys, and he like kisses cobras on the head and shit and fucking all kinds of gnarly stuff. And he has this little trailer in the middle of fucking nowhere, Punta Gorda, Florida, and. uh when I showed up, you know, I obviously already knew what the fuck I was getting into. But the first time I went there, I was like, whoa. I remember sleeping on his floor and here. I was like, what the fuck is that? He's like, oh, that's Nico. I was like, who's Nico? He's like, the lion. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I felt like I was in fucking a Serengeti of Africa. And then in the distance, you'd hear. Ooh, wah, bah, 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 and it's the, the fucking sound of rattlesnakes. As soon as you walk down this narrow hallway in this trailer, they can feel your heat. So they start, and they're out in these little boxes, and they start rattling. Every fuck, and it smelled like dead mice because <laughs> he would feed these motherfuckers mice, and sometimes they'd get away. And one time he's like, yo, hey, uh, just uh, look around before you know get comfortable. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you know what I mean. I was like, <laughs> no. He's like, uh, and David is one of the coolest, most gnarliest dudes ever. He just, just zero fucks given. Just a, he's like an Indian meets a gangster 
meets a fucking animal expert. Animal animal expert, and this guy's like, yeah, what my fucking uh, horned horned python, uh, pi- uh, whatever the fuck, uh, a viper or something, a viper, horned viper got loose, and he couldn't find it, and he and it's a whole fucking, it's like what you would see in a normal house, like a laundry room, but I don't think there was a door on it, and. He had he had like fucking frozen mice and like in these little packages. <laughs> Look at like freezer. Han Solo and shit. Just fucking. oh yeah, and he and he would do gnarly shit with bull whips. And one time, some guy he's like, "Oh, that's the mayor. He's coming over." I was like, "Who's the mayor?" He's like, "Oh, this goddamn guy that thinks he knows every fucking thing." And he came over, and he uh, he's like, "Hey, I got another one for you." And he opens his truck, and it, and uh, it's a fucking dead hog. He's like, "Oh, thanks, mayor." No problem, man. See you. See you soon. He drives off. I was like, "What you gonna do with that?" He's like, "Oh, I gotta go feed the crocodile." It's like the crocodile. It's a fucking fifteen foot. And I'm not. I'm not taking 10, 12, 13, 14. It's a fifteen foot fucking crocodile. And he has all this shit's legit. He has all his like permits. Yeah. And they're all well taken care of, as you can fucking tell. The story yeah. I'm about to tell you. So he drags this fucking big ass hog, and this is. It's probably one, two in the morning. And uh, I don't see no fucking crocodile. He walks over to this little pond about the size of like a normal person's pool. You don't see nothing. Yeah. He fucking goes over there, gets into the pond, slaps this hog right there, and holds onto its hoof. And then things comes in, just fucking swallows the motherfucker, and then drags it down. He he almost like kind of held onto it, like playing with him a little bit. Like, we play a little game. He loves it. Like, get over, boy. Get over. He's got fucking a lion. He's got two, like, cougars. What's your craziest experience, like, accidentally running into shit at his place? I mean, uh, there's... He, he slapped me in the chest uh, with a fucking a cobra right across the chest. <laughs> and he's and I was like... And I, and I came into this little room because he had a whole nother room in the backside of his property that had even more fucking snakes. And... None of these snakes were like devenomized. They were like he he would milk them and sell the yeah. stuff for anti venom and shit. And uh, he had two bears. He had two fuck. He had a monkey. His dick was bigger than mine. The monkeys or David's? Uh, well, both. I mean, that's not that's not a fucking yeah. hard thing to accomplish. But uh, yeah, man. See, I've I've been around uh, one time. Him and Manny, Manny, you Manny know the Boy? shark guy yeah. from Jackass and stuff. Wild Boys. We were doing this. Uh, this film and shit where they put a fucking like an alligator like three feet and they let it bite my testicles <laughs> and then it started the gator roll oh. and Manny's like Busey Busey don't fight it just don't fight it roll with it <laughs> you just gotta keep tumbling I'm screaming <laughs> and he's like oh Busey Busey put your balls in bleach <laughs> you gotta kill the, the bacteria the alligator has lots of bacteria in its mouth it has salmonella in there and sure enough, I got cock blocked for like three or four days. Because <laughs> your balls swelled I, up from salmonella. Yeah, it, well, they didn't swell up. He kind of got the, the the chicken gizzard bag. He got, he got a little fucking little 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 curtain, a meat curtain down in there. And he, he he was fucking uh, yes. That's the time I fucking probably committed a felony or something. I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> sexual state. assault on an alligator. I don't know the fucking statues on that one or not. But yeah, my buddy uh, George from the Serpentarium in uh, in Saint Cloud. He milks uh, venomous snakes for, uh, you know, for anti-venom. His whole fucking arm is all eaten up. He's been in the game since the 70s uh, in, the, in this venomous snake game. And he told me in the 70s he would just fly down to Columbia, grab some venomous snakes, throw them in a suitcase with like a sticker that said venomous snakes, and just come into customs like that. 
And he said the dope boys would do it too, and they'd have keys of coke in these bags and just tons of venomous snakes in them because they knew customs wouldn't open the bag to search for oh, it. We did, we did a tour that I, that I created, all the, like some of the Jackass guys and the Wild Boys yeah. guys and some of the Viva La Bam guys, and we call, I called it Snakes in the Club. And it was just like the snakes on the plane logo, except it said snakes in the club. <laughs> Little cease and desist waiting to happen. Yeah, you know. Get your motherfucking logo off your goddamn tour. <laughs> and we were showing up to bars, jam fucking packed of drunk people, doing fucking deadly snake venomous fucking shit. And I remember... Like there were drunk bitches up on stage, like tripping over a box that has an Easter Diamondback rattlesnake in it, and this wooden crate that says "dangerous venomous snake" across. And they'd be like, "Oh, what's this? This is right before you could do shit like this." Before they're like, "All right, shut I it down." I think it was right after it, but you were still doing it. <laughs> we were fucking bringing. Like, I don't think it was nineteen. I don't think it was like two thousand eight when they were like, "Whoa." We gotta stop bringing snakes into clubs. David I think Weathers was, would put a fucking balloon in his mouth and have a rattlesnake on a podium, and it would strike back and fucking bite the balloon out of his mouth. They got me to do it one time with my hand, and I was like, "Oh hell to the knob!" But I was like, "But when you're with these guys, it feels like a punk if you don't, though." Also, well, obviously that. But they give you a false sense of security. You're yeah. like, I'll go swim with some alligators. Fucking Manny's with me. He'll Everybody's fucking, doing it. He'll save me. Yeah, he'll save He knows that alligator. He'd be like, no, it's a friend of mine. That's and a friend of mine. Of all the people, it wouldn't matter if it was Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Bam, anyone. The one guy that would get recognized the most would be Manny. We would every Did Manny morning, pull pussy? Yeah, he would. Yeah, he was a very nice gentleman. Cause he had a good look to him. He had that caveman, but that that uh, salt and pepper beard. Yeah, long. And then he wore the fucking uh, the, the like the like, alligator tooth. Or He's something. actually got one of the craziest life stories ever. Like yeah. he was doing some stuff. Or I, I mean, he probably doesn't want me to say this, but I know he's definitely not going to listen to this. He's like super primitive. Like. Yeah. I had to explain what MySpace was to him back in the day, and I had, I was running his and like Don Vito's and a bunch of other guys. Is like, what was Manny's like upbringing? Like, like he, was he, he his uh, parents are Cuban. He's Cuban. Yeah, he's Cuban. And Fidel Castro assassinated his father, and his mother like uh, fled to Miami with him, him and his his sister. And I know he was big into free diving, so he would go deep down and catch lobsters in the Keys and stuff like that in Miami. And he would sell and sell them and eat them and blah yeah. blah blah whatever. Well, I guess some drug some uh, some some drug lords came yeah. along one day and said, "Hey, let's say we get some uh, square groupers at the bottom of the ocean and we give you some fucking uh, give you a little fucking destination to go. Do you think yeah. you can? You know, I don't know. Go down to the bottom and get them." He's like, "Yeah, you know, maybe." And, you know, he's not a bad guy. He's just right. in a situation where he had to, you know, pay some bills. Nobody, nobody's selling dope in the 70s. Next thing you know, he's you get in, a whole pass on that. Next thing you know, he's in prison. He doesn't snitch. He doesn't tell nobody. And then the warden is, like, having him. Uh, they had a runway, and it was, I forget the story exactly by detail, but I just remember being like, hold on. Fidel Castro killed your, your family. Then you're fucking uh, swimming for some dope. Swimming, deep, deep diving for fucking cocaine. Off boats with drug lords, and then you're in prison. You don't snitch, and then now the warden wants you to remove alligators from the runway at this prison. I was like, "Your life is fucking gnarly." Yeah. I love it. And he just was the coolest. He's still alive, and 
every, I have to like not call him often because when I call him, it turns into like a four hour conversation. We got to get him on here one day, man. I I grew up. Oh, he's when like, I was watching oh. Wild Boys, I loved watching Manny because he was just such a badass. What was cool is he was on so many Discovery Channel shows, and uh, like. Animal Planet, and he it was lifts on the alligators. You, you got you, if you guys yeah, don't know, le- levitating. He levitates the alligator. He lifts him by the. Listen, by I've, the I've neck. been with him. I've done yeah. it with him. I've done it with him. You did it with him. Yeah, and I don't know why I did, but he just. I wouldn't do it right now. I would never do it again. But with him, you have a false sense of security. We were, uh, we were at fucking Wakiva Springs. Yeah, right where the little fucking canoe rental is, and you're not supposed to swim. You're yeah. supposed to be in a canoe there. There's like a little sea yeah. wall, and he's like, "Busy, I need you to film." And we had uh, Mark Rackley was our camera guy. He was like the gnarliest, craziest. Mark like, Rackley from the Keys. Yeah, he yeah. lives. He lives in the Keys. He lives in a fucking treehouse. He like he chases hurricanes for fun. Loves the horse. He loves uh, black prostitutes. Loves black prostitutes. Probably not too. supposed to say that with him, but me and him definitely spent some good nights in North Carolina together. Woo! Um, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he fucking. He, uh, Manny, Manny sees a gator out there when you guys were out there at Wakiva? Yeah. So, oh, no, we didn't, he didn't see one. He's like, Busey, come on, let's go for a swim. I'm like, oh, I got to go film him. Yeah. And I'm not very, like, good with the whole f- the fins. Yeah. Like, I'm still, like, figuring these shits out. Like, because you're a Disney diver, I can baby. Swim. You're, you're a lifeguard. I can swim like a motherfucker. I can float. You're I'm tuna. Very, I'm very buoyant. Fastest fish in the sea. Yeah, I'm very buoyant. I'm like a giant fucking, like, turd that won't go down. You know, I'm floating. But. We'd be. I don't like touching shit that I can't see in any body of water, yeah. ocean or fucking lakes. And he's fucking swimming up underneath the embankments of this spring, like where the where the river is. You can go like fucking as far as you want up yeah. underneath some of um, the spots where there's holes and stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like lily pads and water and, and earth, but you could swim underneath it. Yeah, and, and this guy is not wearing a fucking scuba tank. He doesn't have a giant knife on him or a fucking harpoon gun. He's just down there, just just free diving, fins and a snorkel. That's it. And he'll find a fucking gator. And you guys found a gator when you were down there? Yeah, we saw multiple, but the one he saw chilling at the bottom, they just kind of float there at the yeah. bottom. He just goes up to underneath their their. He comes face to face. He says it's kind of like a blind spot to them. It's like so, pitch black. When he's like, oh yeah, no. He I've seen him jump. I've seen these guys jump in the retention ponds, like in the Everglades, like on going yeah. down highways. And would jump in and just come face to fucking face with an alligator. And then he just lifts it and up. And he grabs him by the underneath like the neck and yeah. just kind of holds it and then slowly brings him up. How big was this gator you guys did? And this one was like eight foot. Still big, big enough what, to fuck you up. What a lot, kill if, you, if you guys you. aren't from Florida, what you got to know about an eight foot gator is they're thinner. They're still not super wide, but they'll fucking take an arm. Yeah. And, uh... Just a lot of stories with those guys. He, you lifted, so he got you to lift one too. Yeah, not in that not in that exact time, but yeah. another time he did, and it was during the day because he he would do the shit at night. Fuck that! And I was like, hell to the fuck! No, they have a little like flashlight on them, and I was like, no, nah, I ain't fucking with that. Nah, like I, y'all are cool because you'd almost feel like natural peer pressure because these yeah. guys, you know, you get their respect by like you know not being scared and, and they don't just put anybody in these situations you got to like this is years of friendships and trust and stuff like that yeah They're, like it's like almost like taking your son out like i'm gonna let you shoot your first gun boy yeah. it's like right, we're going to i'm going to sh- get you face to face with an american alligator what are you more afraid of a run-in with an alligator or running with a shark Shark, because alligators, I've been, I've been around them way too much. That's how I am too. I have I, like a, I have lost my respect for alligators. I've I've caught them, 
You know, I know how to bait them in and shit. I mean, I've never possessed them illegally without any proper licensing from the state of Florida. Fish and Wild Game. But uh, I've, I've definitely have been uh, with some, some guys that had all the legal permits to do such things. And, uh, yeah, I, sharks, nah, like, they're, they're, they're not something I want to fucking... Here's where it differs for me, though, also. I've been in the ocean and 10 feet away from me seeing a big-ass shark fin, and I'm like, oh, shit, shark, let me get out of here. And I'm like, let me get out of here. But I've also been in, like, a lake and 10 feet away from me seeing a big-ass gator, and I'm like, fuck. Because it, it, it's a weird thing. Like, sharks, I'm definitely more afraid of the attack, uh, but... Something about it, like a big ass, ga- I don't know, big ass gators close by sometimes are like, fuck. Like yeah. a good 12, 13 foot St. John's River alligator. I mean, I was doing stuff I probably shouldn't have never done with, that I will not talk about publicly with fucking alligators. Pussy. Even though I just talked about, I had one fucking chomp on my testicles, but yeah. I've done some other things. Did you make it involved- suck your dick? No, it involved like <laughs> He-Man and electrical tape and staircases and... You know, I had the fishing game come to my house uh, several times. One time, because uh, someone digitized or something, someone someone green screened an alligator in my bathtub, <laughs> and was brought, and then they broke into my house and broadcasted live from social media <laughs> back in the MySpace days. Next thing you know, hey, what are you, you got some alligators in there? And thank God, thank God, that guy that broke into my house wasn't there that day. Because those alligators are no, gone. No, sir, I just got some weird-looking koi. So yeah. I, like, let them all in and let them look at my, all my bathtubs. And, and I, just to be a smart ass, I opened up the toilets and shit to make them, let them look. You're looking at the warrant. You're like, you can look at all the bathtubs and the toilets. Like, open the cupboard. Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I know my rights. That doesn't cover a cupboard search. No, fish and game, they're... They don't fuck around, They man. have the most jurisdiction. They can go anywhere. Because they're state or federal, you yeah. know? And so they're, like, the cops, the highway patrol, the yeah. FBI, everything. They don't give a fuck. They'll... Just start opening up your freezer looking for fucking meat you're not supposed uh, to have. You know Fish and Game's got to have like a SWAT team too. And what a shitty SWAT team. Oh, no. It's back in the like day. Fish and, game, fish and Game SWAT. No, listen. Back in the day, the days we're kind of talking about uh, when social media first started coming out and started popping, people were taking pictures of like certain fish or whatever. And there were people surfing the internet looking to see who took pictures with whatever. And if it wasn't big enough, they were knocking on their door. Well, that's the worst fucking police unit to be a part of. Like, to, you're not ass. getting pussy when you're like, what do you do? Well, I'm cyber uh, f- fish and wildlife crimes. <laughs> what, what do you do? You know, you know like, if, I'm out there on fish and wildlife so on the web, you know? If, if, that, if that fish is underage and naked, I'm taking you down. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You've seen, like, those Alaskan uh, fucking police shows. Yeah. Like, oh, we got a fucking 1032. What's a 1032, Bob? Oh, we caught someone fucking a moose <laughs> on state, state property. Well, let me ask you a question, Bob. How old was that moose, and is he married to that moose? Well, according to this uh, this part of, part of January, it's a uh, moose fucking season. <laughs> if people ain't allowed to fuck mooses in January, how they gonna survive the winter, Bob? Okay. They have like all kinds of rules. Like you're allowed to shoot them if you're in danger or for like food. <laughs> you and, 
an emergency. You like, you can kill him. There's a moose laying there, and, and like, you put a gun in his fucking head. Like, I had to. <laughs> someone's, someone's putting bear, pair, a uh, fucking bear claw, fucking fingerprints on a, a revolver. The officer, this bear was clearly erratic and attacking me. You, like, punch yourself in the face. You're like, this bear punched me twice in the face, so I had to reach you're out there with for this my dead, service. You're dead. It's dead body ripping up your interior with it. Your Mazio fucking AutoZone seat covers with a dead bear claw. You, you put the pistol in the bear's hand and fire one shot with it so that there's gunshot residue. <laughs> Test him. He fired first. And you hope you don't fucking freeze to death. I mean, like, <laughs> waiting for the- I, could, I can totally understand why the people ask I don't have respect for law enforcement. <laughs> I couldn't. Because, like, when you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, it's like, motherfucker, it's you in the wild. Yeah. Like, you ain't calling like 911 is like an Indian uh, fucking trailer park where there's like yeah. a hello I am here to tell you that this is unethical yeah. thank you for calling 911 currently we're on a spirit journey <laughs> if this is an emergency shoot your way out if also you- if this is Ted stop putting guns in the hands of bears we know they're not shooting at you <laughs> fucking the, the, the guy's like, sorry, we do not have enough fuel for the seaplane to land on your on your iceberg. Shit. Like, <laughs> the seaplane to land on your iceberg. Yeah, you know. I, don't know. Like, I know what you said. There's like, because it's Alaska. It's like, it, whenever you watch those Alaska shows, they're always in a plane. Like, the bummiest fuck in Alaska has access to a seaplane. It's like Crocodile Dundee the movie. It's like, this guy come from the outback. That guy is not fucking with New York City. Mm-hmm. You were take some dude... <laughs> Who's in the fucking mountains of Alaska eating fucking caribou penis fucking jerky? <laughs> and you want him to fucking slow down for a speed limit or not walk, drive around with a rifle in the back of his pickup truck? He, he, ain't, he ain't fucking with none what of that. What do you mean I can't drive drunk? How will my blood stay warm enough not to freeze? <laughs> <laughs> I drink Jägermeister to stay alive January through February. Get naked with me and cuddle, officer. The sun is about to go down. We're going to die. Eat some caribou dick jerky. Uh, <laughs> what is your what is your range when you're an Alaskan state trooper? It's like I have a 700 mile jurisdiction. No, the cops are different there, bro. They'd be reasoning with them. They'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> listen, I know you're beating the shit out of your wife right now, but can I kindly come onto your property and de-escalate the situation?" I've got a Fuck thermo- off, officer. I've got a I'll thermo- kill us all. I've got a thermostat full of elk soup. Let's all sit down, <laughs> eat some elk soup, and explain to me why this happened. Oh man. Why does that bear have a gun on him? <laughs> they say that's the one of the, Alaska is like one of the last American frontier, and it's also, it's also, and I guess this. You ever, you ever? Hey, let me ask you this. Miguel. Yeah. You ever say some bullshit? You totally pull out your ass, and you're like, yeah, look it up, and you're like, oh god, I hope this is real. Hope this is real. Hope Every this is real. podcast. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so one time I said some shit like years ago. I was like, yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Alaska is actually the highest uh, state for rape. And someone's like, bullshit. Yeah, right. I was like, look it up. And I was like, oh, God, I hope it's true. I hope it's true. He's like, holy shit, you're right. It is. I was like, I told you. And my whole reasoning was because there's no pussy there. So everyone's so goddamn horny. They're fucking anything. If you rape four women in Alaska... 80% 80% of the women in Alaska have been raped. If, you know? uh, if a woman gets raped in Alaska and no one reports the crime, did it happen? Jesus. <laughs> this is how we get. We and this is how Mike Music gets canceled. 
We were just talking, though, about if we had to go to prison somewhere, we both were like, let's go to prison Alaska. We can't imagine Alaskan prison being like, because we both said we don't want to. shit. I don't want to do prison in, we both said we don't want to do prison in, like, California and New York. Hell no. You know, like, you just watch too many, I don't want to have to join a gang based on my race. Listen, I'll tell you, I know I joke around, but and I know y'all joke around with me more than I joke around about it, but there's a reason, there's two reasons why I didn't get my passport until about two years ago. Reason one, didn't have enough money to fly to Georgia. <laughs> Reason two, I watched every goddamn Locked Up Abroad episode on TV. You were so worried about it slightly. Like, you weren't, like, bitching out about it, but you just kept bringing up Locked yeah, Up Abroad. I don't want to do that fucking episode where they're like, that one white guy that those Americans just didn't give a fuck enough about to call and go rescue like, oh, I was like, I'm sitting in prison forever. Some some drug lord's gonna put a gun to my head and say, "You're gonna take this across the border," and I'm like, and my friend Juan will be waiting for you. There the is airport no way. In a yellow limousine. That's there's no way they're gonna be like, who are we gonna send to sneak our drugs across the border? How about this guy Fieri looking motherfucker covered in <laughs> tattoos, <laughs> rolling around with sixteen fat guys? Like, that that'll sneak it through. Great idea, great idea, Miguel. They'll never suspect him doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's reverse, bro. These guys are <laughs> trained reverse. to think like. Like reverse psychology like if you don't look like if you look nervous then they're like yeah this guy's just nervous i bet some of them are like yo this guy looks way too cool to be here sniff his butt all check everything <laughs> well alaskan prison i still think is better than some of the other state prisons because it's just got to be like you know it's like hey we're making some bathroom vodka and eating caribou dick oh i've seen way too many fucking all the locked up shows locked up abroad and on csnbc yeah i would watch the fucking chris hansen shit yeah and then after that it would lead into lock up and i'd be like that shit scared me straight that was locked up was really was my real parents that's what kept me straight it's like locked up abroad scared me straight and chris hansen shit reminded me i gotta get a vpn you know <laughs> reminded me don't touch it unless it's 18 player i look i got chris hansen on cameo to do my bur- my sister's birthday only and you would great. hire chris hansen to do a cameo i thought it was great man. he's like holy shit his, he goes he goes, gets a little inbox he's like yeah. some sick motherfucker wants to hire me to do a cameo <laughs> i'm like chris hansen you were my favorite part about that show of predatory perverts i used to watch that show all the time so i've though. seen you catch all. a predator you remember the i get mad i'm like i'd say i've seen this guy's sweater before oh yeah that's that's old pedro from fucking old got the smart off in condoms i've never <laughs> already seen this but i'd still keep watching i uh i loved i loved how the guys would come in the house and and the girl's voice would be like hey i've got some cookies and lemonade just take a seat and they'd be because they'd have that face like about to get some pussy Hell about to yeah. eat some cookies about to get some pussy and then chris hansen would pop out and the first look they'd always have would be like oh man this dude's way better looking than me he's definitely gonna get the pussy and the cookies you know <laughs> i don't know man that's and it's all that shit's so crazy, man. It's, like, so simple, guys. Like, go find somebody who's 18 to fuck with. Yeah. Like, I mean, how hard is that? I, my favorite part about To Catch a Predator, though, is when they leave, there's always, like, some sheriff's officer in, like, a sniper ghillie suit hiding in the tree. <laughs> like, it's so over the top. Just like, tackle him just like tackle. a fucking linebacker from the 76 Bears. <laughs> he's been sitting Takes there. his rib cage out. Yeah, he's been sitting there. He's like, oh. Day. The dude's in the house. You broke three of my ribs. I can finally suck my own dick. Thank you, officer. The motherfucker's literally sitting in the house talking to Chris Hansen. You could walk in and be like, I got to cuff you. But the ghillie suit fucking cop's like, I'm going to fuck this dude Yeah, because those those boys need some action. They've been sitting around fucking writing traffic tickets. They're like, tackle a petty. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
He's in there doing push-ups in the fucking SWAT van, fucking getting all ready, jacked How up. How nerve-wracking would it be? You come in the house, and the girl's like, hey, I got some cookies and lemonade. You're like, cool. I'm looking for Richie. He, like, lives next door. You came over to bring him some weed. She's like, yeah, just have a seat. You're like, cool. Are you Richie's sister? Because I'm oh, looking for Those are for my Richie. favorite. When the guys, like, still try, even though they know they're busted, they're like, no, no, I came over here to tell her not to do this. <laughs> That's my favorite. I wanted to teach her a lesson. I drove 62 miles to remind her that the internet is full of danger. I wanted to show... I, I was going to have a talk with her, officer. Yeah, and they're like, why did you bring the vodka and the condoms? I am an alcoholic. <laughs> so I always have vodka. And what about the condoms? That's what I use as shooters. I just right, so pour on. them you down there and just tell. So you, what did you have Chris Hansen do with this cameo? Oh, I just, I, I just hired him to. Uh, come on, Mike. Do, Busey, finish the story. No, no, no. I just had him come do the cameo for my sister. It was great because it was like fifty bucks. Chris Hansen only cost fifty bucks to call you a pedophile. You know, <laughs> like at least four hundred people tomorrow are gonna be like Chris Hansen. I need you to say the yeah. following line. Chris Hansen used. Hey, if you guys hire Chris Hansen on Cameo, make use sure you your bring promo up code yeah, Miguel Cologne Jr. Miguel Cologne Jr. <laughs> and my, slash Mike Busey sent me. There you go. Fuck yeah, man. To catch a predator, you know that originally the first season of that they didn't arrest anybody because they weren't working with the cops. It was just a Dateline thing, you know. Yeah. So the guys had to just they left. So I've had this idea for a long time, and. uh Actually, the first time I got arrested was in Daytona Beach. Uh, I was doing some crazy Tom Green shit. You told us about that, yeah. Did we talk about it on the show? Yeah. Well, when they found that, that, uh, that booklet full of printouts, I had all these uh, child molesters' addresses and their mugshots and their charges. So when I got arrested, they opened this trunk. Granted, like, my friend is in a fucking leopard leotard. I'm wearing a brown wig with a spam hat on. And Daisy Dukes. I was like, no, no, officer, I, I can explain. I was They're like, these. not in our town, boys. <laughs> I basically got arrested by a fucking a lifeguard, a Baywatch lifeguard. <laughs> they didn't even know, like, I don't know. I think we got to take them all in. And then when I went to court, they were reading Art's, like, arrest report. Didn't even have my name in it. And I was like, so I've been in jail for a whole 12 hours for this? For, I was just arrested. I didn't I even get there. a fucking credit. That's so Mike Busey. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been on set for 12 hours and I didn't even get fucking credit in this trial? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Not, Art, handle your own shit. This is amateur That's hour. A, hey, listen, this is the scariest thing in the world right now. If you've never been arrested and you don't have bond or you had to go in front of a... I don't care if you're arrested for jaywalking. So you gotta, when the judge says your name, you're like... Mm-hmm. And then you just got to get up there, and you're like, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this up. You can't be too nice. Were you wearing the clothes you were wearing when you got arrested in? Uh, hell no, thank you. Because you already fucked that up. I got, I got out on bond, and, and, then, and then I had to go back for, like, a court case, and, uh, like, a month later and shit. And, like, I was a good... I've been arrested six times, but I don't have no charges. Like, I'm a good, I'm a good criminal. I feel like I got arrested for things I should have never been arrested for. Like criminal mischief, you know? Yeah, all bullshit, stuff like that. But the shit that I definitely should have got arrested and sent to prison for, I definitely didn't get arrested for. It's like <laughs> doing dumb shit, making like acid bombs and going to your former college and leaving letters on your RN's door, say, this one's for you, kablooey, and then the FBI shows up to your job. And where was your job? Charlotte Ruse. I was selling women's clothing. Which was the greatest undercover case ever. I was like the only dude yeah. who worked for the company. That's like dudes who are female who are cheerleaders who try to be like, no, it's the best ever. And I'm like, okay. No, this yeah, is way cooler doing, than but cheerleader. But you make your job. dad cry every night, so, you know. Yeah. My dad had been crying for a long time, so this <laughs> he was crying the least he found out wrestling was fake. He just glad I had a fucking job. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so 
We got the WrestleMania three ring. Jade the Snake came over. <laughs> don't even try. Him. Don't even try to don't, bring that. Up. Don't even try to circle back around. <laughs> yeah, the wagons have gone so far from there. We're deep now. We're into where. You know what we we're talking about? Where we would want to go to prison was something we said. Oh yeah. So I was watching one of those CBS and BC shows, and they did a, a segment where it was like Norway or fucking Iceland or some shit, and they were like. In that country, we think it is un- it is unhumane to not uh, give prisoner prisoner uh, the sexual gratification he requires. I like requires. What the fuck? They're, basically, they had like little bungalows. If you had a side piece or a girlfriend or a wife, you could spend a weekend in these little fucking cottages, and they were fucking cooked. They had like it's like a little starter kit when you go camping. It's got like. Uh, the Mike Music starter kit around the lake. It's got a fucking a, a skillet, a fucking spatula, one butter knife. Hey, Sven, I'm going to go to the yard and lift some weights and then have sex with my girlfriend. Enjoy prison. You enjoy prisons, Ford. You know, that's yeah, that they, they were fucking, I was like, damn, it's like a fucking vacation getaway. Imagine, imagine you do time in like Norway and then you come back and you're doing time in like America and you see like our Aryans you're like oh just like the Norwegian guys they got the same tattoos hey buddies like why are you kicking my teeth in (laughs) yeah these guys had like uh had like a uh he had like a bunch of watches and like street clothes and and at the time it was the fanciest you know fucking big screen tv i could see yeah sony wega yeah you know some big ass tv in a cell and like the co's were really nice and shit hey good morning we have to do a check okay we'll come back later i didn't know you were watching a program he's nice you know (laughs) it makes you wonder though do we got it all wrong Is, is 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 the purpose to incarcerate our people and enslave them and run up the, well, the bill, it, or is it to uh, rest? Is, is it to uh, if you're gonna have release dates, you've got to be doing something to help the person. And then I'm not talking some bullshit like hippy dippy shit. I'm just saying this: if you're a car thief and you're doing prison with murderers, you've got to keep up with the murderers. So you can't. You I wish I was a judge. I'd yeah. be way more creative with the stuff. I'm yeah. like, all right, listen, here's the deal: we either electrocute you and kill you, we hang you. And, and and what I would do is I would do this. The more humane the death, the quicker it would happen. Or no, the longer. So if they wanted to get a lethal injection, they'd have to wait like 35 years to get it. If they wanted to be hung, they could do it in like five years. So they only suffer for five. If they wanted to, let's say, serve 10 years and then they become an indentured servant to the person or the family they killed or or, or did wrong, could you imagine if like, one of your shitty uncles died, you know, in a bar fight, and you don't really know the story, but the guy seems like a cool dude. He's like, listen, I will fucking wait on you hand and feet for the rest of your life. Do not let me stay in here. And then the moment, like, they do something fucked up, you call his probation officer and scoop his ass up. Yeah, but that's like half of our employees. It doesn't work. They're not going to work hard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with that, guys, we're coming up to the end of we our first... We can't yes. end the first part of the show on that. We have to, though. I didn't even think that out. I was just making shit up in my head. <laughs> well, we're coming back with a second well, part. It'd be we cool if you let a murderer out. He'd fucking <laughs> mow your lawn, I guess. That's a Mike Busey thought. I was, I was thinking, like, <laughs> these poor families, they fucking go through shit. Let, let get them get something out of it. No, you, you were thinking... Donate he, an order. Or something, no, you were Mike Busey thinking I need more long guys. <laughs> I tried to I tried to get rid of a kidney for a fucking Escalade. Hey, let's come day. back to that when we come back because I want to talk about that in the in the oh, job. They'll, be, they'll be chomping out their seats to hear this story. <laughs> hey guys, you're listening to the Mike Busey show. Does your life suck? 
Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBeasy.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff, but for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBeasy.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat, it's an experience. As a member of MikeBeasy.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at Mike Beasy's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience during members weekends you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest craziest wildest ladies you'll ever imagine the beauty beauties don't worry campers we've gone an extra mile here at the sausage castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience I've been following Mike BC for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. So Memberships is you're missing out. I, I, I started following Mike BC about, uh, about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here. They're like oh, outcasts of society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, so I got to fuck with this guy. Though. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle. Having a great day of fucking the drunken field dead. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Yeah. That's right, Team White and Team Blue, not Team Black, because they lose. Oh, right. It's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro. Even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic 
time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? <laughs> We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's gonna show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, Athletes, models, and porn stars have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At members' weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during members weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to members' weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh, yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from L.A. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's a good debauchery. You won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole another fucking life. And then you become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show for it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Welcome back to the second half of the show. If you're still here, congratulations. <laughs> the 40% of you that are still listening. You've entered the 36 chambers of the woo. I think for, what, what, for now on the second episode, we just need to read like pages from a book. We're like, Gloria walked into the room. She saw the ice there. She wondered, how did her father die? I subscribe to that thing called Calm. It's like an app where I pay. Like you subscribe 80. to it? Yeah. I've wanted to. I've wanted to. Where d- does it tell stories? Some of yeah, them. Yeah, I got. I listen to Matthew McConaughey tell me bedtime stories sometimes. <laughs> Except I'm so fat and lazy and tired that I forget to use the app and I just fall asleep to the fucking news. That's which not is Matthew McConaughey telling story. That's Stephen giving you daily reports. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. The internet's down. Hey, all Mike, right, this all right. Is, I'm Matthew McConaughey. Hey, this, Mike. 
I'm gonna tell you how to be cool. That's what we need to. We need to go on cameo and get celebrities to tell us like bedtime stories. But like, this is Matthew McConaughey, and I'm reading the Velveteen Rabbit. And there's, it's all like great. Like when the masseuse comes, I'll listen to it. That's what you listen to when the masseuse comes. Yeah, some of it. Well, Don't let the masseuse choose her own music. So our masseuse, when she chooses her own music, oh god, it's like. She's Power. super hippie and the crystals and energy and. I asked her. I was like, "How much sage is it going to take to get rid of COVID?" You know, <laughs> just let me know She's right like, now. Michael, this isn't this isn't a laughing matter. I, she'll be like, Mike, is your right arm hurting? And I'm like, Yes. Why? She's like, I knew it. I felt it. I walked in the room. I was like, What? She's like, I had a energy. dream and Antelope was crying and I was like, Uh oh, Mike's balls. Yeah, she feels our energy sometimes. And she interrupts us when we're talking business with like her opinions, and it's great. It, dri- oh, it drives like, me more. Mike knows nothing drives me more nuts than people who have nothing to do with oh the meeting or conversation God. interrupting our conversation. That's why Mike likes a lot of people in the room, just because he likes vibing with people. I'm like, I have a, I, I have a. Now Mc, me and Miguel work better now as years gone down because he knows he'll like fuck with me psychologically. Him and Stephen, like, hey Mike, uh, here's this hot dog and. <laughs> Kool-Aid, you ready to do that podcast, Mike? <laughs> oh, no, sure. Take your time, Mike. Get ready. Look at Get this funny Instagram right. post, Mike. Look, Mike, look at this. We're getting sued. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to... I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Two things, Mike. One, U.S. Department of Treasury is coming after us. Also, I subscribed us to Pugs, Pugs, Pugs. Uh, look how I'm silly like, they are. Pugs, let's do yeah. the show. Uh, My a vibe t- is right. There's a tank coming through the front door right now, Michael. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, uh, I've definitely been handed some of the craziest news right before in a very important matter. Like, right before you go on stage or something... But the film something like, oh, yeah, by the way, Mike, <laughs> by the way, you're Mike. being audited by the IRS. But anyways, hey, can I get some hot dogs? Yeah, I got the hot dogs. You like the chicken, beef and pork, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, our, our masseuse, yeah, she's real like hippy dippy. And uh, the music she puts on, it's like powwow with thunder. But there's just, it's too much going on. Like, you can't zone out to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I think we're about to go to war with the fucking Union Army for I'm a second. I'm about to call the fucking Cisco kid in here with his yeah. fucking Long Ranger and Zorro. Yeah, it's like, hey, the Indians is going to fucking attack us. <laughs> I'm sitting there putting war paint on and be like, they cannot quiet the eagle. They cannot own the land, Michael. <laughs> we die where our ancestors died. Hey, uh, hey uh, welcome to the Binion Casino. Hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh so you subscribe to calm though huh? yeah so like i listened to it how much is it it was like 80 bucks or some shit like that for, for the, the year, year? For okay the year. Well, and that uh, make me lose my calm if it was 80 bucks yeah, a so month oh, i'm fucking stressing out again yeah. what would be your perfect calm like if you could design yours what would it be i don't know what's the sound of a blowjob and lots of money and <laughs> everyone ding, ding, doing ding, their ding, job ding, ding, mike we got productivity done. cleanliness what's the sound of a clean room and a vacuum floor <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to live in his brain, Miguel? Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you ever sit in the house and, and, and literally purposely uh, turn down uh, sex with multiple hot chicks because your floor's not vacuumed right yet? And you're like, hold on, ladies. Hold that blowjob. I got to go vacuum this floor. I'm not going to be able to fuck any of y'all until we get that TV straightened out. Miguel probably just thought I was like a control freak for a while, and, and probably still does. But he was like, hold on, now I get it. Mm-mm. You probably had little secret meetings like, if y'all don't line up those goddamn hot dogs in the roller right, oh, Mike you, is not having this you party. Don't, you don't know. There are times where I like grab individual people from the staff, and I was like, I don't give a fuck what's better. Put it there. He wants it there. Like, the, the last, why don't you fuck it? And I'm like, why don't you guys 
fucking get it. He wants the petrified snake there. I don't give a fuck where it looks better. He wants it there. It's a goddamn petrified snake. It shouldn't be part of the discussion. Put it where he fucking wants it. I get so pissed when somebody comes up with an idea. I'm like, hey. Opinions that don't matter. Oh, hey, guys, uh, have you ever thought about throwing, like, a party? And then maybe, like, you know, you should start, like, an OnlyFans, Mike. You should, like, charge people to see all, like, the crazy content. There's times when we're, we're talking about something important and somebody interjects something like that. And Mike looks straight at my face just to enjoy me. Because all I want to be like is get the fuck out of this house right now. I don't want to hear And I know opinion. they mean well. Yeah. Some of them don't, but most of them do. But when you, uh, you know, the worst part is when it's like crunch time. We got to get this shit done. It's time to quarterback this move, and uh, and and I'm like, Mike, this is what's going on. I think the best idea is somebody's like, actually, have you guys tried blah blah blah? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Every time we do a show, I always spend time talking to each and every person that wants to talk to me. Yeah. And there's always those three or four, five, six, ten guys <laughs> that are drunk as fuck. Like, bro, hey, man, I got a fucking party with you, bro. And I'm, like, looking at him, and I'm like, I don't think this guy's a real fan. And yeah. I can tell. I can almost, like, vibe. Like, I can tell because a real fan knows how to, like, ap- approach me and is, like, chill. And they usually throw something out, like, Mike, I love this. Mike, oh, how's yeah, they, Jetta? How's- oh, hey, hey, how's fucking, remember that time you were talking? Because, like, just yesterday, some guy messaged me uh, about, he's like, yo, I listen to the podcast, and you're talking about how you, when you see the power line, you got a visible dot, an imaginary ball. ball in your mind. He's like, I do the same thing. I was like, oh. And I always, I, I love people when they appreciate and they're listening. So if you're listening to this show, the moral of the story is thank you. And, and if you listen to previous shows, remember, you can t- call or text Mike because he's giving out his phone number. Yes, you just got to guess which one of the nine episodes. I just can't wait till it's like episode 100, and then they have to listen to all 99 plus one shows. To get it, yeah. To get the number. But a lot of people, a lot, or to get to the end of any story we ever tell. Yeah, by listening to, I feel like by listening to all the podcasts, it'd be like the end of Usual Suspects, where they'll be look, put it all together, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Different color yarns yeah. with needles on a, on a fucking cork board with Polaroids. Oh, I was the plumber. I would love a conspiracy theorist to listen to our podcast because they're like, "You guys don't get it. You don't get it. It's all leading you around because you know why? What Mike's trying to say? It's about God, God and nine eleven and lizard people. Listen, just fucking listen." It's all right there. Now, excuse me while I watch this bouncing ball bounce through the highway. <laughs> yes. If you ever want to hear the end of any story, well, good luck. Just keep listening, motherfuckers. Yeah. This podcast is like a fucking choose. It's like reading through a choose your own adventure book without skipping the pages. It's like playing a game of Clue with a bunch of fucking heroin addicts. Like, was it the, pl- was, was it the, think, the maid or the, was it the I think it chef? Was, I think it was you with your dick in my mouth for $20. <laughs> You've guessed it. Yeah. Colonel Mustard just... I want some heroin. <laughs> I solved it. It was me. Let's end this game and get high. I just want to say um, how blessed and lucky we are to do what we do for a living. Like, yeah. we're filming TV shows, doing this podcast, and uh, just having fun and, and watching other people who don't necessarily get to do that. They come from all over our members, drive and fly and do whatever, however they can. Even if their RV completely shreds apart in the wind driving down here. Like that happened to here. one of our members, Sean, a.k.a. Poop Boy. Yeah. Uh, he, let his, uh, he, had, he had his wife suck my dick one time at a, at a party. They're cool. Yeah, really? Really? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. I like these guys. Hey. Yeah. Hey, I am Brian Idol. Listen. And I fucking really fucking enjoy Sean and Poop Boy and his girlfriend, you know? 
<laughs> hey, you know, it's funny. I, I never, like, when I was a kid, watch, because Jake the Snake was one of the wrestlers I dug because he had snakes, you know? Yeah. And I never thought at, there'd ever be a point in my life where I'd be looking at Jake the Snake like, somebody just let him sit down, you know? Because <laughs> it was like, somebody, somebody give Jake the Snake a goddamn bottle of water and a chair. Oh, he and let bent him down three times. And he had bladder surgery. He just had bladder surgery, he told us. That's what I heard. Yeah, and he surgery on his hands. This guy is down on, the, on his knee. Like Jake, a, Jake and, and looking underneath the ring to check it out. He's like one and of those. I'm like, no, no, we'll just send you a picture, bro. You don't have to do that. And then, he's like, no. And then I went to like help him up, and I and you could tell he's like, I got it. And it was one of those like, don't let them see me weak. And we can't tell you much about how the show ended, but how how the show works is, they look at the ring, they inspect it, and then they make an offer on it based on what it is. And at, it was at one point where Jake the Snake was so sweaty and tired, I could see him just be like, take my goddamn credit card, I'll buy the fucking ring, somebody just let me sit in the car. You know? <laughs> I'll buy the goddamn thing myself, I just want to sit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was a good time. Thanks to AJ and uh, A&E. And AJ bullied him. Here's the cool thing. AJ, that's what I love about AJ Francis, oh, man. man. He's the dude. AJ Francis is our dude. But, uh, any, you know, they called us up like a week or two ago to come by the house, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna come by today." And then they Hollywooded us. They're like, "Oh, I don't think we're gonna be able to come by." And I was like, "Hey, AJ, we really need A and E to come by today because we were having a big model shoot weekend." And AJ's like, "All right, not even I'll talk to them." Suge Knight, not he's even. Like, he's Listen said, up, motherfuckers, right. we're going over now. Get in the car. And literally, he texts me an hour later. He's like, "We'll be there by six. <laughs> you know, AJ is the star of the show. He's the host, which is crazy because. He came from the NFL yeah. and then was living here. And then we, we did the whole living Sausage in- Castle Wrestling. He was in charge of all that stuff. And then he got uh, an offer from the WWE. And he was already on their roster. And uh, they, A&E and uh, WWE Wrestling uh, Entertainment Company was doing a show. It's like a, like a like a fucking memorabilia Pawn Stars meets fucking American Pickers where these old wrestling legends every episode he has like the Undertaker with them fucking Sergeant Slaughter yeah he's with a different huge legend in the wrestling game which is the stuff that me and you enjoy yeah we wouldn't really give too much if it was about you know some no, guy I want now. the '80s '90s legends you yeah. know the golden era in my opinion of wrestling yeah exactly so uh, they came here. Is this us telling the rest of the story finally at the end of the second half? Like, stay is, tuned. It is. Stay but, tuned if you want to hear more. Well, let's not even give them too much because they're gonna. We're gonna see. The we're episode. not supposed to even talk about. It, I think. I'm pretty sure we I'm signed. I'm pretty some sure paperwork. we signed paperwork that said this yeah. wasn't supposed to happen. But fuck them. We filmed it too. There's not like they're really gonna <laughs> listen to this, you know. Fuck. Hey, the best was uh, hey when uh, 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 JT's filming it. JT's like got the camera going and stuff and I could see the producer coming to tell him to stop it and I could see JT moving around so the producer can't Hell tell him to yeah. stop it and I'm, like, I'm like watching it's like Pac-Man being chased by ghosts he's like <laughs> and then finally at one point the producer zooms right between the shoot and gets JT and then JT comes walking back filming because he's walking back and the producer you could tell is like wrap it up wrap it up but he's not going to be able to stop production and then finally JT's like they stopped me but it's like he got everything yeah Thanks. It's yeah, too late now, motherfuckers. We got what you needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Hold on. I'm telling you this too, man. On. One of the producers, uh, she had a little booty on her, didn't she? Oh yeah. There was there was uh, two of them that could definitely get it. They yeah. were Pretty cute. Yeah. They were like mask on too. They Hollywooded masks on. Oh my god. It they had a lady so who came weird. in. They had a lady whose job was to clean the ring. We just cleaned. 
She came in with Lysol. We signed all the paperwork. It's like, there will be a crew to wipe down all surfaces. I was like, well, shit, I got Corona over here. There's some Corona on the ceiling. Like, hey, we're going we to be filming the interior of my car. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that whole toilet bowl got some Corona in there, baby. Yeah, yeah. Send the team in. Send them Hollywood motherfuckers and start yeah. scrubbing. A lot of people don't know, but Corona live in the gutters. You know, yeah. some weed. Hey, I got some leaves up. in my gutters. Got the Corona leaves. They're the, the yeah, most yeah. dangerous species of Corona you can get. What do y'all know about pool filters? You know, yeah. like, get them on all of it. Fuck yeah. I was like, hey, when y'all motherfuckers want a job? I was like, yeah. offering jobs to you some of these camera guys. You were offering jobs to everybody. <laughs> I was like, who wants a fucking job? And the thing y'all don't know about camera people, a lot of people are probably like, why would they want a job? Well, you don't know, these motherfuckers are the project to project. They don't, they're yeah. not A&E's camera guy. People but, are uh, naive where they think, like, Hollywood's like, Oh yeah, I knew a guy. He's like the he's the camera guy for Duck Dynasty. He's like, no, he's well, you know they only film guy. so much a year, yeah. and then they get paid well. But then it's when off they're to not, the next they're fucking job. they're off to the pawn shop to bring whatever they stole from the set. Yeah, so literally we're out there scalping people. Yeah, because that's what we do. And then also we're lending them like our golf carts and shit. And then Mike's got to have his own craft services. Yeah, We're like right. open charcuterie boards. What the fuck did I even eat? I ate a Chick-fil-A You didn't sandwich. eat anything. I mean, you had to have craft services for them. Like, yeah. like these people come with their own, like, they're going to have their own craft service. But Mike Busey is old school. Can't have a guest in his house without having uh, snacks set up for them. You, Miguel, give me some goddamn cheese, fruit platters, <laughs> and some vegetarian <laughs> for those goddamn fucking vegan motherfuckers. That's basically what Let's get some cheese platters for them. And get, I want their eyes to bleed with bottled water. <laughs> Super cold. Show those Hollywood fucks that us southern fucking Florida people got some class. Turn off the porn. Yeah, we had to turn off the porn. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't know if I guys I ever feel t- like a sellout every time. All right, I'll turn off the fucking porn. Sometimes when we turn off the porn, because what it is, the house has like 55 inch uh, TV screens all over it. And, you know, for aesthetics, we'll play porn because it's you shocking. Well, and you can't, it's a you conversation can't, piece. Yeah, and also, you're not going to sit there and just sit and watch TV. You'll look like a creep. And the worst thing at a party is somebody just sitting watching TV. You can't watch Pawn Stars on mute while there's a bunch of drunk fuckers dancing on a pole. Yeah. Watching a bunch of old bald dudes buy guitars and fucking Elvis. Records and shit in a pawn store. No, you want to see someone getting fucked. But every now and then, I'll walk by and it will be on like HGTV or something, and I'll stop for a minute. And there was one time it was House Hunters, and I didn't know it wasn't porn. And I'm like, that lady's kind of older, and that dude doesn't really look like a porn actor. And then, so you were assuming that it was porn. Yeah, and, it and I'm just staring, watching it. And then the woman came in with her kid, and I was like, Brazzers, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I was like, not at all. Too not in this far. house. Too yeah, far. Too far. That that is not a midget. Well, some, baby. Pe- some people think I'm just like a creep and I have like thousands upon thousands of DVDs because there'll be people that come around here on the regular. Which, what porno, which one is this? I'm like, I don't know. It's the fucking TV. I pay $50 a month for a fucking Brazzers TV on DirecTV. And you're like, oh, this is a channel? I was like, yeah. And I had to like take the remote and, and push it previous, which goes to the History Channel. Yeah. And it's <laughs> See, the History Channel. Ancient Aliens or fucking Chicks Getting Railed. Yeah, that's it. The best was one time AK comes yelling. I'm a she's simple like, man, Miguel. She's like, Miguel, Miguel, hurry. And I came running into the, the stripper stage like, what's going on? She's like, this is the second part to that one porn. And we had never seen it's like our podcast you actually never see what happens at the end yeah you never see like, the nut shot or the, what happened how he got trapped by his stepmother and just in case anyone who's been to the house is listening it's the fencing one where it's a fencing instructor like you know what fucking I'm his about. student uh we never get to see the end and we did and it really tied a lot together like there's always good. that one hour of the day though that the programming is like mm, these are definitely the c squad girls. oh yeah 
They got fucking uh, paw, the Eve paw print tattoos on their tits <laughs> yeah. and bullet hole wounds and stretch marks. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. This isn't exactly Brazzer material. He's like coming on her C-section. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's got the old school C-section too. Like she pissed off Wolverine in a bar fight. You know, not the cute little one now. The one that it just looks like like she got taken care of in a trench fight in Nam. You know, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Hey, actually, though, uh, before the break. We were talking about... Uh, God <laughs> you, knows what. You said you honestly tried to sell one of your kidneys for Escalade. Before, yes. I, um, as a, Elaborate, Michael. All right. So as when I was, you know, a young, a young, young man, 18, 19, 20, 21, I, uh, was in, I've always been infected with Cadillacs. I have a Cadillac tattoo on me. I'm going to name my first son Cadillac if I ever have a child. Uh, pretty sure my semen is fucking all retarded. Um, but if I do, I, I always always had this dream of owning an Escalade, and this is back when it first came out, like yeah. early two thousands, like two thousand one and shit. And I legitly, at the time, the internet there was I don't think there was Google. It was like you should ask Jeeves or yeah. some shit. So I was like asking Jeeves, fucking. How to sell a kidney? Because I was like, because I remember having a conversation, and when I was working in the hospital, like, well, you got two kidneys. It's like, and people are always looking to get a kidney. I was like, what? So what do you mean? They're like, oh yeah, and this guy worked. His name was Danny Brown. He's this black dude. He worked in the lab at uh, Osceola Regional, one of the many jobs I had. And uh, he would tell me that there would be people that would come in that that were, you know, you could tell they had some money, some rich people. And rich people, you know, just they don't like to wait. So, that, you know, you have to get on a list for organ donating. And, this, and there's a lot of people out there that will actually, like, say, hey, you know, anybody got a kidney? And Coming up to the doorman at the hospital. What's up, man, man? Here's a hundo. You give me that front of that kidney line, baby? He's like, yeah, just take your hat off, man. Yeah, I mean. Wait till two of the kidneys come out and I'm going to let you We joke around. We're not going to try to go down the dark, deep fucking hole of fucking crazy shit but there's that that black market shit's real you know there's someone right now probably in the dark web trying to fucking hawk a fucking kidney or steals abduct a child to get their fucking fresh heart or some shit who knows so when i had heard that you could fucking uh, do that i was like literally like looking into it and i i came across a lawyer guy he's like hey listen uh you need a kidney he's like what he's like actually my 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 uncle is looking for a kidney i was like and he was like, why? What's up? And I was like, well, you got an Escalade? <laughs> and he looked at me like he thought I was joking, but I was like dead ass serious. I'm like young, healthy. I'm like, I got two kidneys. And as a stupid. And no Escalades. Broke ass motherfucker. Broke as broke gets. Negative. I couldn't be. It couldn't be there was homeless people who had more money than me. They were, he was like, well. It's technically illegal in the United States. He's like, absolutely not. I can't. Shh, boy, come outside. I, it, it, I, he was like, it's illegal to uh, buy or sell or barter with human organs. So let's go on a trip to Belize. I was, I was like, but if you want to just give me an Escalade, you know, I wake up into a pool of vodka and ice, you know, <laughs> no big deal. You know, hey, stitch me up good, would you? Let me, let me street lawyer it for you. What if I gave you a kidney, but then realized it was going to be hard to get around, so you bought me a wheelchair that was actually an Escalade? 
Excellent. Yawn. So me and this lawyer dude talked for a while. <laughs> and he, you, you need to tell people who this lawyer is at some point so that they never go yeah, to really. the lawyer who's like, well, listen, son. I'm pretty sure he's disbarred by now. Hopefully. Because sure. he was definitely entertaining the idea to help his uncle out, which I don't blame <laughs> him. You know, It's your family. You got to look after him. You know? He's like, my uncle would pay at least 70000 I could go to Escalade for fifty. That's twenty grand on top, and oh, I get I want, my way in as well. Well, I was holding my ground. I did want the brand new Escalade that came out because I, I had another job of mine. I worked at a place called Massey Cadillac, and I was a... A detailer. Yeah, and uh, I cleaned Cadillacs for a living. So I. So you knew which Cadillac you were gonna get for your Escalade. Oh, dude, I had bro- I drove like all kinds of Orlando Magic players Cadillacs because when they would come in, even if they were servicing them or whatever, we would always wash them and clean them. And uh, I would. They had a little automatic car wash. You'd run them through, and then you fucking pull it under the little hanger, and you go. You detail. Every single crevice of that shit. Little side note, when I was in high school, there was a place called Cactus Car Wash in Charleston, and all my homeboys worked over there, and I would literally use it like a car rental place if I needed a car for a couple hours. I'd be like, hey, what do you guys got? They'd be like, hey, bro, this dude's going to pick up his car tomorrow. I'd be like, let me get it, let me get it. And I would take them all out and roll around and then bring it back. And so, One time I brought a car back, and the guy had came looking for his car, and they were like, we had to say we sent it to the dealership, and this is all like pre-cell phones. Oh, my God. So I came rolling up in it, and he was like, are you from the dealership? And I'm like, yeah, and he like chewed me out and I'm like I'm very sorry sir <laughs> there's like fucking 7-Eleven wrappers yeah. and the Gatorade yeah. into Gatorade just bottles just reeked of the- weed it was just like at our dealership we use a CBD scented I gotta go yeah <laughs> so yeah I was doing anything I could for money you know and I was so broke that this lawyer dude says well hey I know a guy uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a team of doctors that do like clinical researches <laughs> And I was like, well, what's that? He's like, it's kind of, you know, like a human guinea pig. I was like, I'm interested. Tell me more. (laughs) So here I find myself. I tuned out everything you said, but I heard pig and I like pork. Keep talking. Exactly. He's like, listen up, kid. I'll give you an address. Go down there and you tell him fucking. (laughs) He might have got a fucking referral code or something. I don't fucking know. Well, uh, he fucking. There's this place on Orange Avenue right across the street from this church I used to go to, uh, Discovery Church. I know Discovery Church, yeah. man. So there's a little shopping uh, plaza right across the street. There's this little like cafe eatery right there, and there's a little lake in the back. Uh, and there's a fucking clinical research place. And I, I'm, I think it's still open and still going strong, actually. <laughs> I know the cafe is. Yeah. So uh, they go in there, and they say, I can help you. I was like, yeah, I want to do this fucking thing. I heard I could... <laughs> You know, get some money, and they're they're used to the the whole rundown because basically, the people who sign up for these things are like homeless people who have you know good clean bill of health, you know the fresh homeless people, not the ones that've been on there recently for years. homeless, not the one with yeah. not the one with Palvo. Yeah, you know, <laughs> shoes aren't quite so dirty. You got heartworms, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's just my pets. And then, like, crazy hippie, uh, like, gypsy traveler, like, people. Yeah. You know, people that used to work here, you know? They're like, I'll come work here, bro. I'm living in a van, and, you know, I'll just fucking, you know, do some video. Zap my balls with some electrodes, and here's your rent, Mike. Yeah, so me and you have talked about this before. There is one thing and one thing only that matters, and that is having your fucking rent money. Have your motherfucking rent money. Don't have your food money, your gas money, your cell phone There are bill. places that'll give you free food. There's free Wi-Fi available everywhere. I ate you shit don't bags. don't need a car. 
25% of my life. But you need a place to come home to at night. No matter 75 how, cents will the, buy you a bag of Doritos. The, the second bill, in cheese. my opinion, is electric because you at least want a nice yes. cold AC. If you got a spring for something else beyond rent because you got to have somewhere to stay. Yeah. But the right behind is electricity. That then that's and that's a that's a fucking luxurious fucking item. Yeah. Internet, cell phone, car. Oh, you shit, got you man. got you got you fucked up. Come on, man. Where you going? You ain't got no money. You don't need no fucking car. Yeah, if you can't afford to fucking pay rent, you can't afford to fucking go somewhere and eat, motherfucker. Yeah, you fucking. But if you need a place to stay, you gotta always have your. What's wrong with these kids today? They got their fucking priority straight. Like, we, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I have a fucking. My Netflix bill is fourteen dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> Get that rent. So yeah. you were getting that. Get rent. the fucking rent. So yeah, I went into some goddamn fucking medical facility that definitely fucking took in people like me. They were hard up for money. You know the same guy you see selling blood and plasma and shit? Right behind Shannon's but, Casual Cafe. Yep. Oh my God. It was that is Shannon's, Shannon's Casual Cafe. Swear to God. That's exactly, that's exactly I haven't heard that name is. in years. That's exactly where that fucking medical place is. So they weigh you in. They check your shit. Make sure you ain't dying of fucking some fucking airborne Do they AIDS. check your stool sample and stuff too? Uh, I don't remember that. But I remember blood. And then they check, they check all your vitals, yeah. your weight and shit. And I remember uh, they're like, "All right, we'll call you." And I'm like, "What do you mean, like call me?" And I'm like, I didn't want to leave the office because I think I hitched a ride Sir, all the way downtown. I need this gig. I'm like, I'm looking in the waiting room. And there's a bunch of fucking other guys that definitely look questionable that are fucking trying to get paid, you know. And uh, yeah, so they call me a week later and they say, "We got a test for you." And I was like, "All right." And I, I, and they're like, well, hold on. I'm, I'm like, I'll be right there. They're like, well, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you what it I'll is. I'll be right over. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what it is. I got to get fucking paid, man. <laughs> I'm in. I got rent to pay, player. I got rent. You know? And I never, ever, ever, ever not pay my rent. Right. Slightly late a few times? Yeah. Maybe. But this particular time, no. I was still batting 1,000 and not even being late at the time. Okay? I didn't, I didn't start not having my rent to Zotskazzle 7. That's when it was getting hard, hard. But it was, it was, it's always been hard, you know? And if it wasn't for more loyal, faithful followers, I'd probably be sucking dick in an alley near you. Hey, real quick, one of the worst things I ever had is when I paid rent on time and then found out, like, you're paying it to a roommate. And then you find out from, like, the landlord, hey, you guys are, like, five days late on rent. And I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I've heard. I've had motherfuckers turn my shit off. I'll be beat. Yo, Sarah, what the fuck? I thought you paid the cable bill. Yeah, I paid you, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I was going to go down there. Oh, sorry. I had to go buy some weed. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I've had people run off of my shit before. Oh, that's like, the worst. I've had, I lived in some questionable situations where I thought that everything was getting paid. Next thing you know, fucking knock, knock. Like, oh, shit. But anyways, so I'm going to this fucking human giving pig place. <laughs> and Please. she's like, sir, I have to tell you what it is. I'm, I'm just like, listen, listen, lady, we're wasting time. <laughs> I got the bills are coming. Okay, I'm over here scratching and shit. Like, what you got for me? Uh, you know, kidneys. They're like, no, no, we don't take nothing from you. We, <laughs> there's this one thing, and, and they know, like, they're being professionals. Like, this is like nurses yeah. and doctors and shit that are getting paid by crazy, probably filthy rich pharmaceutical companies, probably hundreds and thousands of dollars, and they're offering guys like me a few bones, and we're fucking ready to kill ourselves for it. But, uh, so they were like, well, uh, uh, have you done any drugs? I was like, no, I've never done drugs. They're like, well, what about marijuana? I was like, no, I haven't done any. They're like, 
interesting. It looks like you qualify for this other study we have. It's a very, very special study. And have I, did I mention that it pays $2,000? You're like, ching, 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 I was ching, like, let's go, let's go, baby. What do I got to do? What, who, who am I jacking off in this office right now? <laughs> what do we got to do? Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, it's the only thing. It's 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 a two week long study. I was like, okay, so a thousand a week. I'm fucking in. <laughs> like, years before that, I had a job where I was doing tile, like breaking my back. I was making five hundred bucks a week. Not that I was rich. I mean, five hundred bucks still today don't sound damn too bad to me. It sounds you know fucking what I'm horrible. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, hundred bucks a day Monday through Friday. Hey, I'm fucking with that. So. I was like, hey, you know, I got to pay some rent and shit. Like, what what you got? You know, she's like, well, um, there's a lot of paperwork. You got to kind of, you know, sign some rights. And I'm like, sign some rights? Like, yeah, you know, sign some rights away. I'm like, well, what's this right here mean? Well, that means uh, if you are uh, actually to uh, lose consciousness, you give us the, the permission to revive you. And over this box, this means if you actually, uh, well, if you were to decease... Uh, we get to keep your body, and I'm like, I'm like, so is there a pay difference? Like, uh, yeah. I was like, oh shit. I was like, hey, I make I need- 250 extra dollars if I die. I was like, all right, so what? What's let me give me on this? I die every day. <laughs> she, she don't. They still don't even. I didn't even care. I swear to God, like I had to like do like a fast or some shit. Yeah. And they told me I had to like stay there, so I literally didn't bring anything. I think my ride was still in the parking lot waiting for me. I had to call him on the, I'm like, yo, bro, just fucking skip out, bro. I'm going to be here for two weeks. Turns like, out oh, I got a place to stay, too, bro. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck Pro yeah. my rent, motherfucker. I'm already calling in girls. Like, what's up, baby? Yeah, hey, babe, when I get out of here, I got two grand, baby. Olive Garden, what you want to do? <laughs> you want to come meet me at the casual cafe real quick for a handy? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was definitely trying to get some congenital visits. But they uh, told me that I couldn't have any guest inside the facility and I couldn't leave the actual... You checked yourself into a medical facility for two weeks. Yeah. For two what grand. was the study? Uh, morphine. <laughs> what, what was it? It was morphine. They were... And let me tell you, it was the fastest two weeks of my life. Because I don't remember much of it and I definitely slept a lot. So they were just shooting you up with morphine? Okay, shooting up sounds really, really harsh and abrasive, Miguel. I I believe it was some type of pill that I digested. I didn't. I don't remember there being needles involved, but uh, they definitely told me it was uh, some type of morphine. I, I don't remember all the legal. So for two weeks you were just eating morphine, <laughs> and they had this really sweet like little movie theater like cafe, and it was like this wall of every single VHS like home video you could think of like. <laughs> They had like Die Hard one, two. Every, I don't remember what movie. It was like every fucking movie you could think of, and then these other like you know fucking vagabond motherfuckers were fighting over the VCRs and shit, and drooling on myself watching fucking Goonies, playing pool. They had a pool table. I was like, damn, this is fucking pretty legit. I'm getting paid to play pool, and and I had my own like little room and everything, and it felt like kind you of did, like you a, didn't share a room with anybody. No, they, I mean it was a huge like dormitory situation. Yeah. There was definitely some people walking around fucking staring at walls with their dick hanging out of their fucking little <laughs> nightgown and shit. Definitely saw some couple of Spider-Man pajamas and shit. But uh, <laughs> so for two weeks, they were you were just getting high on morphine and whoa, watching movies. Whoa, getting high, Miguel. I was 
doing society a valuable <laughs> fucking contribution. I was donating my body, my body to the medical science. <laughs> I was further furthering the the fucking possible cure what? of fucking AIDS or something. What was what was the research for? I don't know. It's uh, some fucking. It was probably some dope boy rented out a house. He just wanted to test his stash. <laughs> he was like, "Yo, this white boy weighed like two hundred and eighty pounds, and he is leaning like a kickstand. This shit is fire." <laughs> yeah. So, I just remember sleeping a lot, and then I remember like day three or four, I was like, "Fuck, man, I gotta." <laughs> I gotta life, suck some more dick for morphine. <laughs> my life's pretty cool. I want to get the fuck out of here. So I was kind of like using the phone. And I remember calling my little lady friend. I was like, hey, baby, come on over here. Come on, come on. Come well, on, give me But if you could pick me up a little bit of that sweet, sweet heroin on the way over So she invites her older, she gets her older sister to get her. She lived in Conway. She lived yeah. pretty close. And uh, she gets her sister to drop her off and hang out. And we uh, start playing cards. Like uh, we were playing goldfish yeah. through the door. And you, I was sliding the cards like this is some prison shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right through a fucking like a, a regular door. I was like in the lobby, and I guess I had never seen people do this because I, I think some of these other homeless people didn't have like actual friends. Yeah, they had nowhere to call. Yeah, so and why would they want to do anything but get high? And they knew I wasn't like those type of people. Yeah, they knew I was like probably had a good chance of being like yeah. a normal. They were rooting person. for you. Yeah, yeah. they're like this guy. He's got a chance in life still. He doesn't belong here. So I was like in the lobby and and. And then the, the nurse would, like, leave the desk to go hang out in the little fucking cafe area. Because this whole thing's, like, locked down. You can't just walk out. Like, yeah. They lock it. And, like, the study's like, yo, you can't fucking just roam the streets like a fucking uh, morphine zombie and shit. <laughs> yeah. So my little lady friend came over. And, you know, I, was, I don't know. It was about two or three rounds of goldfish. Next time I'm getting a little horny. And I'm fucking banging one out looking through <laughs> the fucking the little fucking door. And every now and then I had to, like, stop because I'd see, like, some headlights come into the parking lot. And then I would start firing it back up, start cranking one out. And then she, at first I remember I had to talk to her. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Maybe she's like, no, oh, my God, you're crazy. I'm not doing this. I'm like, come on. Just you ain't doing anything. Just show me a goddamn titty. Just pull your titty out. Pull, 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 pull. All right, pull, pull them both out. Pull there's, like a, there's like a junkie leaning on He's like, come on, baby. Show my man a titty. Thanks, Magic. So <laughs> here, here I am all hopped off on morphine, hey, jerking no my dick. And I remember I couldn't get off. I couldn't. My dick would keep going limp and shit. And then I remember the next day. Um, the, 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 the medical staff like, okay, Michael, did you have any side effects of the morphine? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I was like, yeah, I was jacking off last night. My dick kept going limp. <laughs> and he's like, interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about your jacking off, Michael. So I, I think they like kind of fuck with the doses. They'd give you more or less. Yeah. And I think he decided to give me more because the last couple of days, I don't remember <laughs> shit. And you had to have someone come pick you up to like release you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I remember... Up this dosage by 10%. I can imagine, too, you're sitting there like, so, doctor, the thing is, uh, when I'm jacking off, I can't get a hard on. And the nurses are looking at you, and they're like, why is he talking to that plant? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, anyway, doctor. And I became friends with one of the ladies, and uh, I remember, like, as time went on, I kept trying to go back and back. <laughs> That was just because you were addicted to morphine. No, I was like, <laughs> You're like, hey man, is there any way I could do another study? I no, got no, this toaster. They, they had this <laughs> weight loss one, and that was I remember. I think yeah, that was, that was more morphine. <laughs> it's and, all morphine. And they, I went there to try out for it, <laughs> and then like, sorry, Mike. And this is when this is like, they're like, uh, 
according to the, the scale, you're actually 20 pounds too heavy for this study. You, you won't qualify for this. I was like, I'll lose it. I'll fucking lose it. I remember going and... Uh, That's horrible. Anyway, how about that morphine? <laughs> no, I, just I don't scratching even, your neck at the office. like you know. I was just young and dumb and needed the money, Miguel. What okay? about you were telling me uh, once the, <laughs> that one of these guys, like they travel around doing oh, all these yeah. studies? So I'm like kind of, you know, have nothing else to do than kicking with these random ass dudes from every walk of life smell definitely interesting and this guy's like he kind of was like cool with me because i think we like we're playing pool we hit it off or some shit he's like hey you want to make some good money and i was like what you got he's like rumor has it in 30 more days chicago's got one of these things going on for five grand i was like what say what i'm in i'm like how much do i gotta do i gotta lose weight or anything i was like i know that they were saying like you know, you got to qualify for certain things. Like, is it race or age or height? Like, he's like, nah, this one's this one's a good one. Five grand. I was like, well, shit, sign me up. He's like, well, one little thing, you know, they fucking, it's kind of extreme. And I was like, oh. I've living off morphine for two weeks, motherfucker. I'm over fucking itching in my neck and scratching. <laughs> I'm like, I give me the five grand. I'll fucking, I'll retire. I'll retire. <laughs> bro, listen, hold on. Let me, let me, let, I think we're doing a very big disservice to the two grand that I made, okay? First of all, it was a check and I didn't even have a bank account to cash it. And I think I had to fucking, give, I think one of my friends took like $300 out of the fucking money <laughs> just to agree to cash it and, uh. Those are good old days when you put a, ca- a check into your account. They'd actually show you. You could actually spend the money right away. And then, yeah, cancel the check or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, so I lost some of the money to one of my friends to get the check cashed for me because Publix used to cash checks and they're like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Not you, junkie. You're like, hey, I need to cash this check. You're like scratching yourself. <laughs> 80 pounds. I suck your dick, man. <laughs> man, I suck everybody's dick here. So, uh, so this five grand study He's like, in yo, Chicago. five grand, but they're going to stop your heart. <laughs> what? And I was, did not flinch. I was like, hey, God is good. I need five grand like I need fucking, like, 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 like Jesus needs wine, baby. I need it. I need it right now. Five grand. <laughs> I will walk to you, Chicago from Orlando, Florida, and let these motherfuckers stop my heart for five grand. You're going to let them stop your heart. And he, he was like, I almost felt like he was like one of those, like, uh, like mob guys, like he's like, girl, right, you're proving yourself, son. We're gonna take you to the big leagues. You want to get your hot stop for five grand? <laughs> you were like working. You were like, listen. So now I'm gonna teach you how to ride the rails, kid. And hobo code. After yeah. you left there, you like walking past his place. You saw with a, a stick with yeah. a fucking uh, handkerchief and with a sandwich in the back and of it. Yeah, you saw like a notch on the wall. It's two triangles in a circle. One eyed dog. Place, this place got running water. I, I fucking jumped on a train and went to Chicago. Yeah. Trailers for sale or rent. <laughs> fucking. So yeah, never uh, got to. Never got to the big. Never got grand. to the big leagues. Yeah, because I think the guy, I think he was like, you know, bullshit. And I think he put me on some false shit because I, I did call some places and tried to find the. <laughs> hey, what's up with that heart stop study? We don't know what you're talking. It's another one. Jesus I, Christ. I was Bill, like looking, f- looking at shit on the internet, like going in the yellow pages. Chicago hospitals calling. Yo, y'all do the heart stop study. <laughs> I'm trying to get that 5K. <laughs> trying, trying to do that fucking stop your heart fucking study. <laughs> I, can on some imagine, bums. I can imagine you're on the table and it's like, all right. I'm like, <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just in a field with your grandma, and then all of a sudden you just come it's right so back. So beautiful. <laughs> what happened? The morphine yeah, field. You're like at the ne- you're at the next place, like doing the study where they're gonna put your feet on fire, and you're like, so I made five grand. Only thing is now I see ghosts everywhere. <laughs> no, but this guy was like real protective of this information. He didn't like want. Yeah, as soon as he said five grand, I was like grabbing the pen and the paper, like, all right, where do I go? You're not throwing around the, the map quest directions because they're only taking ten people to stop their hearts. He can't just give this to everyone. Yeah, he's trying to come and check in as two different people. Like he comes in the next day with a mustache and a monocle. I'm here for the hot stops from science experiment. It'd it only been better if he was like a, a Russian accent, and next thing they take him into a warehouse and shit. Then I'm on a fucking plane tied up in a bag. He's like, you want to make real money? Let me show you. He opens his chest. It's just a hamster in a wheel. He's like, ten grand for this right here. <laughs> the only problem is I have sensation to suck blood from people. But, you know, they pay with two checks. It's the moral good. story is make, I always made sure I had my motherfucking rent. <laughs> To get a start here. So if this whole thing implodes and I go live on a couch near you, hey, trust me, I am a fucking great cook, a great cleaner, and I definitely can get some chicks over. And you ain't scared to get your heart stopped. I, I got to do what I got to do to pay the rent, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't hate on people that, you know, sell pussy and everything. I, I don't think if I was a girl, I would want to. But I know I damn sure would try it once or twice. Here's the thing. I don't think you'd want to for everyone, but if there was somebody you were down to, why should you be held to some standard for that, you know? This is the problem. You're going to stop your fucking heart and do morphine for two weeks, and people are like, that's science. And somebody can't just be like, I'll suck a dick for some money because I wanted to suck that dick, and they offered me money. Well, it's like some of the girls say. They'll be like, hey, I was going to fuck anyways. I was going to suck anyways. Why not get paid? Yeah, I mean, and and I, we, me, I'm, me and you've had this conversation before. Uh, most guys grow up thinking, "Oh man, must be nice to be a chick." And of course, we all envy a lot of aspects of a chick. You know, you could literally go to a Seven Eleven at four in the morning, and a guy like, "I love you. I'll marry you. Don't yeah. quit your job. You can live in my house." But I've been stumbling drunk down an alley, and the only thing I ever had to worry about was getting robbed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's the opposite end. You know. Yeah, and, and it's like. Having a vagina is a really good backup plan because you'll never see a hot homeless chick. It just doesn't Mm-mm. happen, you know. Like, and they also uh, most homeless people are, have a really good tan. You know, they're out and you know their shoes are dirty, but you'll never see a fucking hot homeless chick. Uh uh-uh. uh You know, me homeless as in she just got kicked out of her boyfriends or whatever. She didn't there's pay like her a rent. line. There's you know because here's something just to talk about that a lot of comedians. A lot of comedians would be like, I was homeless in L.A. for a while. And it's like, no, bro, you left and took your car. You lived in your car because you didn't have a house yet. The difference between being homeless and not having a home yet is huge. Homeless is I got no options. Living in my car to chase a dream is just what you do. But, you know, you'll never find a hot I got no options. Listen, I know some of the fattest chicks in the world. And they have a pretty little face. That shit goes long, long way. Yeah. There's some guy out there driving around in a Ford Explorer, pulling up to a 7-Eleven parking lot that hasn't had a blowjob in fucking years. Look at Cornman and tell me if Cornman did oh, that tits in the ass. Cornman couldn't survive. Cornman. Cornman, listen. If, if Cornman had a vagina, Cornman would still be okay. Cornman would figure it out. Yeah, he'd have rent. <laughs> Jeff, what's the long... One of our longest members, he's here in the audience. Jeff, what's the longest you went without sex? 14 years. Jeff, was that because you were 0 to 14 years old? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> because holy <laughs> shit. So Jeff went 14. Did you fuck that one girl in my bed that one time? Was that the was that the break of your streak? Actual sex, yeah. Oh, wow. So wow. I was fucking this really she fucking hot. hot chick. Very much a train wreck, but very beautiful body. Very sweetheart, okay? Super sexy. I would I would say she was like an 8.5 on the 9 scale, okay? Amazing. And she was Why just... Why didn't you just say a 9 out of a 10? Who fucking makes a 9 scale? <laughs> no, I said 9... 8.5 no, one... out of a 9 scale. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> Anyways, this girl was hot as fuck, Miguel. European you, you, standards. You've yeah, seen her. I've seen her. She's hot. Yeah. And uh, I got done fucking her one time, and Jeff was kind of just kicking it. And I was like, you know, Jeff, you've been a member for a long time at MikeBC.com. You've enjoyed seeing all the uncensored content for years and years. You've enjoyed all the parties and meeting the cool people. I've been changing your life. I was like, let me take this relationship to another. Let me elevate your uh, gold member status to diamond, platinum. And uh, I said, hey. I said, sweetheart, uh, is, would you be cool uh, consensually with my friend here having sex with you? She's like, sure, okay. So there, there Jeff was. The best uh, 10 seconds of his life in the last 14 five. year streak breaker. Who was the last girl, Jeff? Uh, before that, uh, Amelia Earhart. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> Fucking Barbara Bush. Yeah. So fourteen years, and Listen. was and was the was the girl you had fourteen years ago, Jeff? Was she to caliber as the girl you had? No. So you, it basically, was like Jeff this was, was your the, first time fucking. Jeff's like one of those guys, like I'm not pulling out of the stocks. I'm gonna hold in my <laughs> shares. I'm gonna double. Up I am telling years. all of you, ColecoVision has a future. Okay. <laughs> I am not selling. Fourteen years, no sex, and winds up fucking the hottest girl he'll probably ever ever have sex with consensually. So go pain. ahead, he Jeff. He didn't pay for it. She was nope. freely like, just in the vibe, like, yeah, sure. Let's. You can go ahead and let your heart stop now. There's no reason to keep yeah. going. Get that five yeah. k. Could you? Ma- four, you're gonna wait 14 more years? Yeah, man. He's that's a it's a it's a tradition. Let's hope not. Yeah, he's like fucking moon cycles, and she's like cicada. You know, every. And I was there to years. film it all, and it's on mybeauty.com. It was right before we went to Columbia. Yeah, and then Jeff got ass in Columbia too. Yeah, he did. Your dick, your dick must have been like, Jeff, we got to talk about taking a break. <laughs> hey, yo, Jeff, it's your dick. Hey, listen, uh, I got more dust on me than FDR, but hey, you're kicking around the cobwebs lately. Hey, well, you take it easy, guy. Hey, Jeff, this is your dick, first hey, dick, of this all. Is, hey, you, hey, Jeff, this is Brian Idol, your hey, dick. Hey, Jeff, this is Brian Idol, your dick here. First of all, man, I know, I know every girl. So if you want to fuck any of them, just let me know. They all owe me a favor. But, uh, <laughs> Jeff, what was, like, your dick's reaction? Was it, like... I mean, it, it's basically like, listen, man, it's, it's been a long... It's basically like you got a draft letter from the government. He lasted, like, like <laughs> less than a minute. I don't... It's like bank robbery style, in and out in but 30 seconds. But it's all on MyVisa.com. You can go check it out, become a member today, and watch Jeff have without sex. Without hitting any alarms. Yeah. Well, four, 14 years without uh, having sex. Could 14 years without having sex, man. In 14 years without having sex again. And That's guys, the if, you, if you're wondering what Jeff looks like... That's a good-looking guy, man. He's a, he's a handsome, good-hearted dude. He's he's not retarded or anything. Um, he's a good guy. He takes care of his mom, and uh, he looks exactly like Al Borland from fucking Home Improvement. He does look like Al Borland. And, um, uh, what's the guy's name from American Pickers? Yeah, the the, the the short guy from American Pickers. What's his name? I don't know. Okay. Now, what's the other guy from American Pickers? Name? Nobody Frank. fucking knows. Yeah, no, it's Frank. And then who's the other guy? Don't act like you don't know. You look exactly like him. 
Okay. I don't know. He looks like a guy who went. Oh, 14, it is. His name's Yeah, he looked like a guy who went 14 years without pussy. That's what we're going to get. Okay. The moral story is yes. Lonely penis situation. You know when, like, when Jeff did fuck, like, somewhere in a temple, like, some eyes lit up, and they're like, oh, it's happening. I mean, like, <laughs> some some reactor and fucking uh, yeah. Guam fucking started having a meltdown, some ancient civilization. Some, some, some Area 51 Peru. spaceship started up again. Like, we didn't know. Just a couple days ago, all of a sudden, the started sending skulls. us a signal. Yeah, the skull started lighting up. And somebody in the CIA was like... Jeff's penis has been wet again. Like Jeff, you don't remember. It's been activated. Fourteen years ago, we caught you fucking, and we realized you were the catalyst to the end of the world. So we brainwashed you to give you zero game. <laughs> we could not let you fuck again. And then that Mike Busey started this whole whirlwind. I definitely, uh, definitely fucking are very unattractive. I have a very small penis. I think we've covered that several times. But I've been getting my dick sucked since a wee lad. And uh, I wouldn't. I would probably kill myself if I went more than fucking thirty days without fucking. If you went thirty days without fucking, it better be because you're on some kind of trial medication. Yeah. And they're like, you got to go sixty days without fucking. You yeah. Know? It's <laughs> you're like fucking. The cream works. That or I just found out I had AIDS. We're gonna, we're gonna slow it down a little. If bit. you have AIDS, you don't go thirty days without fucking. Now you just fuck girls with AIDS and you go wild. Oh shit! AIDS gone wild. Swipe up to see these hot <laughs> fucking co-ed AIDS patients fucking a laboratory, getting dosed with morphine. <laughs> Wait till their heart stops. Hell yeah! You find out you have AIDS after you get done crying. You just need to be booking your flight to Thailand. One of the shows I've always wanted to do is take a bunch of homeless people straight out the street. Which I've done several times before. Several times. In reality. Homeless holiday specials. Yeah. But no, I'm talking about some of the employees and the people who've worked Uh-oh. here and camera Transient guys. Transient Tuesdays. And, yeah. I've always wanted to take a bunch of homeless people to like a really awesome, fancy, like fucking mansion and just let them just like the real world, but the real homeless world. And <laughs> True just let them move story in. about seven strangers all living underneath the same table. See Tron and Harry <laughs> beef it out for the last chicken wing in the fridge. Remember how we realized uh, Robert is living in Chappelle's mad real yeah, world? Yes. <laughs> Chappelle is- show is such a a if, piece of work that no one truly appreciates, and to this day, it's still ahead of its time. If you watch the Mad Real World, it's about some like it's a corny straight lace Chappelle show. Yeah, white dude living in a house that everybody's wild, and that is and Robert. Black. Yeah, and that is Robert living here though, because there's just moments just like, well, goddamn it, guys, who hit my Boba Fett cup? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? It's my boy Lysol. He's got out of the pen. He's going to borrow your room tonight. Um, and your girl. Robert's like, Shoots God, his dude. dad. His dad comes to visit. Get stabbed. He was looking at me all wrong. I had to shoot him. Robert lives in the mad real world. And he's just adapted. <laughs> he's, he's got, like, homie friends now. What's up, G? Yeah, the best is that we got a homeboy over here. A dude you would never expect Robert to have been, like, homeboys with. Uh, just a, not a hood dude, but just a street dude, you know? And it seems like, well, he's coming over later on. We're going to hang out. Me and Cobra are going to go roll some dice in, in behind the warehouse. It was the best when I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to get something to eat with Cobra. And I was like, it's a brother named Cobra. Dreaded out, tatted up. And Robert's like, yeah, me and Cobra were talking yesterday. He's a big Star Wars fan too. It's like you said, uh, and I've said this forever, is the Sausage Castle breeds... Uh, activities that would never happen in any normal reality. Right. Like, guys like me and you aren't supposed to be fucking super hot chicks, or guys who have had pussy in 14 years fucking, like, playmates and stuff. It's just, 
it's a that's why I, I demand and I expect so much because I'm like oh listen motherfucker go out to the real world go to your fucking little fucking 500 square foot fucking apartment studio downtown and think you're gonna have a bunch of hot chicks coming over and and celebrities and TV shows and all this crazy shit some of these guys just sit back around and suck up at all and don't do shit can't even clean them after themselves breaking shit destroying shit losing shit yeah so sometimes uh, it's not all that fun to have a bunch of random motherfuckers living with you but it damn sure makes good entertainment for those who want to watch and we love that you guys watch but don't no Michael 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 is it Steven yeah no it's not yeah we're coming we're wrapping up you got Canadian time on your phone Mm -mm. we're wrapping up Mike that's what we're ending with well, you, you no, you can. You got a couple minutes. I'll give you two minutes. All right, all right. What, what, what can we talk? Make it about? out. I mean, you already talked about heart stopping morphine. Uh, <laughs> There's so much to talk about. That's why we're gonna have episode ten next Ooh, week. We should have a party for that. We episode should. Ten. Episode ten should be a big I party. Never thought we'd make it this far. I'm glad we're making it this far, and I hope you guys are glad. If and you're enjoying it, tell your friends for the love of Christ. And if you don't uh, like it, give it rated, star it, comment it, whatever the fuck you listen. We obviously, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, I, uh, Apple iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. What's the other one? What's the weird one we're on? Steven, what's the... what's Stitcher. What's Stitcher. it? Stitcher. Stitcher. That's Which supposed to be for rich the, people. We yeah. don't know what's up. It's like people, yeah. rich Pe- people, nice people's cars. People's Republic of Congo Radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're on everything. We're really hot in the Netherlands. Yeah. We're, we're blowing up. You know that we have two listeners in uh, Iran. So those guys are gonna blow their fucking cover. <laughs> Whoa, was that a uh, was that a discriminative blow joke? No, a, as in a uh, fucking Al Qaeda blow up. Fucking. No, I just think there's two fucking SOG operatives that are going to fuck up by listening to our radio show, <laughs> pretending that they're fucking here to buy fucking weapons of mass destruction. Oh fuck my! Uh, I want some uh, some dude's going to be fucking uh, going to some goat farm in Afghanistan. <laughs> And he's going to be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and some guy's going to turn him like, Mike Pusey. Yeah. He's an American. Get him. Get him. Starts pulling off his fake beard yeah. uh, uh, beard with fucking pubes. They're going to be hitting it. up Jeff. You know that you get 72 virgins if you blow it up. I mean, come on. That's some good pussy for you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, there's so many dudes that would fucking definitely take us down. I don't understand. This is my thing, too. I don't understand anybody who wanted 72 virgins. Give me three sluts. Yeah. <laughs> Give me three sluts. And that's going to be. Shit, I've, I've fucked sluts that felt like they were virgins where they just, just laid there. Like, oh, come on. What are we doing, baby? <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, you know, some girls are just born. Starfish. The, the, I think the hotter they are, the, a lot of times the worse the sex is. They've never had to work for it sexually. Yeah, because it is. That's why, like, these stud guys got girls. I mean, they might be hotter than me, but make and me. Dicks make are me, way bigger yeah, than ours. Make me feel like you're going to tell people I sucked if I don't kill it, and I'll die for my rep. So, the moral story is, ladies, if you're listening, all four of you. Uh, find a fat dude like us that yeah. that, that is uh, appreciative of the pussy. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna nurture it. These hot dudes with giant yeah. dicks and all their all their fucking fancy shit. They're not gonna they're not gonna respect your vagina like we will. Mm-mm. So don't leave your your pussy in the hands of an amateur. And that's the moral of today's episode. From me, rats. Miguel Colon Jr., and of I'm, course the host. I'm Mike Busey. Thank you for listening to the Mike Busey Show. We love you guys. Thank you.